end is upon us, I promise you novices don't want no problem with me. So watch how you talking and where you've been walking, they call me the BBEG. I'm more than a little OP, I do what I want, stuff. that's a mantra. Keep them running and gunning like Contra, I'm a monster. The end is upon us, I promise you now, Mrs. Don't want no problem with me. So watch how you talking, them where you've been walking, they call me the BBEG. I'm more than a little OP, I do what I want, sir. Yeah, that's a mantra. I keep them running and gunning like Contra, y'all, I'm a monster. Turn it up. What you know about the final boss? I got him trying to buy time with the sign of the cross. I redefine high crime and the meaning of loss. I'm off hip, but I body like a play in the cross. B to the B to the EG, I'm keeping them queasy. I make it seem easy, acknowledge me. I've been demolishing your cities, I'm astonishingly sleazy. I'm the big bad, y'all must be the cast, I'm killing the master, villain the blast, a disaster, really a rap bastard, with the rap fast for the masses, I ravage all races and classes, savage, I can't stop myself, thinking of all the ways I can top myself, on God, I can move like a devil, I hope you and your squad are ready for the last level that ends here, the end is upon us, I promise you, now this is done with no problem with me, so watch how you talking, and where you've been walking, they call me the BBEG. More than a little OP, I do what I want, stuff. that's a mantra, keep it running and gunning like Contra, I'm a monster. Is upon us, I promise you now, this is the one, no problem with me. So watch how you talking, them where you've been walking, they call me the BBEG. I'm more than a little OP, I do what I want, sir. Yeah, that's a mantra. I keep them running and gunning like Contra. Y'all, I'm a monster. Y'all are dealing with the best of the worst. Does anybody want to volunteer to die first? Wind up on the wrong side of a troubling curse. I'm a bully and I'm a looking for a bubble to burst. Double the verse, rubble the debris in my wake. Coming for me was a mistake. Gonna give a guarantee your bodies are gonna break. One look at me, you could see that I've been taking the cake. Putting the credible and incredible. I consider any and all enemies edible. I can see that you're finding your decision to be regrettable. Think about it this way. Your death will be unforgettable. They won't remember your name. You'll end up another dismembered and maimed adventure. I bring the flame, a shame. They don't make the mama this thick and withstand my temperature. Everybody go. Yeah. I'm here. There We're they are. Faceless. Faceless people. <laughs> Always be afraid. Let's turn off Blaylock till he gets in. He'll be in shortly. Welcome all to a much more laid back campaign one. <laughs> I tell you, I was looking at some stuff today and even looking at some of the, the old streams and I was like, Wow, we have come a long way. Um, joining us tonight is the immortal fanboy Tone, um, the master of ceremonies for us as we dive into the uh, 
the notes that we have and we show, uh, we're going to do some sneak peeks for campaign two. We're going to reveal a lot tonight, uh, as campaign two, we are aiming to start next Monday. So this coming Monday, October 3rd, um, mortally crafted gross its tone. <laughs> I still have mod control. She can get a timeout. No problem. <laughs> You're safe. You're safe. Mortally. We Not got my mod controls. <laughs> We're going to have to disable him for tonight or something, but welcome mm. everybody. Um, wow. What an adventure. Uh, again, thank a shout out. We want to get everybody shouted out tonight because there's so many people that have done so much for us over the last uh, three and a half years. Uh, we want to make sure we recognize everybody. Um, so the, a good shout out to Ant House Beats and, and Yazik for providing the intro music. We absolutely love that song. Mm -hmm. Um, I really need to reach out to Yazi, see if we can use one of his other ones for campaign too. But baby steps, baby steps. Um, <laughs> Blanco's tone here to practice his sucky ass rolls. He loves digital dice. Pr post session, he's like, Man, I wish I had these years ago. <laughs> so he's a That's he's a, enough of that. He's a big fan. Him and Mike, I mean, they just sat there talking back and forth about how much they love digital dice. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three hour rant. Yeah, the creator cuddles. of that can shove it up his ass, <laughs> <laughs> or at least build a big, better uh, algorithm. <laughs> he can still uh, shove it up his ass. If if you missed the one shot that was Saturday, uh, a deep subject. It is now up on YouTube. You can find it on our YouTube channel, um, and it's on your favorite podcast service as well. Um, please pay attention to the disclaimer at the beginning. Um, <laughs> this, this is critical. Uh, but we had a fantastic time. Everyone did a, a great job. Cuddles, uh, and, and his crew, uh, or Cuddles and Mike from TNS and, uh, our Mike and then fanboy tone. And I guess the dude was there. He was present. Um, I, I love when he went up and grabbed that key. I was like, you fell right into it. <laughs> so that was great. And it was funny because watching, it was such chaos that first hour to the point I was sending messages out to, to the wife saying, uh, it's going to be midnight. <laughs> you know, um, I was pushing and, and it just wasn't going. But, uh, as soon as you guys got into the dungeon crawl though, there was a complete different, like, like everything changed. Like, uh Oh, Here's where it all starts. So that was that was pretty fantastic to watch. Um, Everybody was feeling each other out, I think. Um, Mortally says, oh, I'm sure I could tell they actually like them doing the one shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone had a fantastic time. I, I mean, we may have got dude hooked on D&D. &D. <laughs> he, he's still talking about creating characters. Um, but tonight, tonight's going to be a little bit different. We are going to dive into the notes. Um and we're going to go ahead and get started with our Master of Ceremonies fanboy tone. Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome. So, if you have questions here. from the community here, uh, feel free to ask anything. All answers are on the table tonight. Yeah, if anybody out there has got some questions, I'm trying to watch the chat best that I can for sure as well, too, to be able to catch some of those. But um, I do have some things here that I kind of want to start out with, uh, really, for the first timers the newbies of um just D, D in general now who's the newbies overall 
So Arlo's basically a new was a newbie back when he was Namoria. Okay. Galtier was basically a newbie. So I had another session before that. Uh, it yeah, was a but, different different DM. Yeah, but like you'd had less than five sessions. Uh, not quite because I, I had two characters with him. Okay, okay. I was familiar with the rules. Let's just go with that. And a and bit of the rules. Zormir was definitely a newbie. I didn't know what D and D was. <laughs> we don't even know why. We don't even know why you signed up. <laughs> no he couldn't even spell it at first. It was a tragedy. I was struggling. Yeah. Which yeah. explains why hiding under a table was so cool back then. That's what I thought combat was. <laughs> so I do you remember that? Before you get into your questions, just a refresher for those that may have missed some of these that we've done before. This all started as a one shot with some some folks at work, people at, at the time Zormir worked with us in Blaylock, and um, we were like, "Hey, let's uh, let's play D anD D." And I did a one shot, and after it got over, Blaylock said, "Oh, you can't leave it there. We have to we have to know what comes next." And then it spiraled into three and a half years later. Uh, oh, Blanco looks. Uh, I'll let Tone take it away. We got some questions already. We already got some questions. Awesome. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> Who else here is a huge? Fan of hamsters. Do we have any hamster fans? <laughs> Definitely the dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like hamsters in the commercial car commercial. Yeah, and the the old was it those, was it those Kia commercials maybe? Yeah, yeah Kia, Kia Soul. Soul. Yeah. King Cuddles has got a good one there. It's just there at the bottom. All right. So a real one here. How do you feel about where you ended compared from where you began? Anything you would do different. So before actually, I do want to get to this one here real quick about the first timers. I just want to just ask generally, and I guess this kind of spins into this as well too, uh, being that it was your first time, a couple of you playing, uh, you know, not knowing going into it, what you were going to expect, you know, to swing into that. How do you feel about now that you put three years of a campaign under, was it more than you expected? Was it, what you expected was underwhelming, overwhelming. I would have put more effort into the initial creation of my character. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, going into, you know, there was, I mean, there wasn't much of an expectation because you didn't know anything, but holy crap, man. After about four weeks, I was like, I literally thought, what the hell did I get myself into? Because there was, you know, obviously I bit off a big chunk with, taking on a caster and i remember tone and watching you in the are you going to heal sometime today <laughs> <laughs> but i have a phone here and i'm like anybody need a heal and no and then tone's like well they're dead so it's like it was i i should just i i think i picked the wrong character for first timers because there was a lot a lot to know what was going on I'd say casters are definitely hard to start out with. And I'm a, I'm somebody who plays a lot of clerics, so I'm definitely extra critical on cleric play. Cuddles would agree. Uh, casters can be challenging. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it didn't help that when he lost his, uh, when Nomoria lost the connection to her god, oh. the next step was oh my uh, god. Grayson, Grayson yelling at her. So, so, so <laughs> here, get her to. F- Learn how to fight. I, I, I want to comment on this because there's there's some background here that the community never really got to see. So so 
being Rob's first time playing, he was playing his cleric and he was pretty aggressive in combat. And I thought, you know, I should be the nice DM and say, Hey, your character's new. We'll, we'll change your subclass. Really. You fit in a war cleric because you're frontline, you're doing that. And, and he's like, yeah, yeah, good. Well, there was a breakdown of communication at that point. And <laughs> I thought everything was cool until he's sitting in that temple and he's like, I renounce my God. And yeah, I'm sitting yeah. there. And if you go back and watch the videos, you'll see Mike's face do something like this. It goes just like this. <laughs> inside that's what i that was, was feeling like, too oh, no because he knew what was happening and, and that's why i kind of kicked back and i'm like yeah but your god no i renounce my god i don't want nothing to do with them are you sure nothing to do with them and i thought uh-oh Rip. <laughs> here we go so we just let it ride and it wasn't until that first combat and you're like i cast inflict wounds i'm like nothing happens yeah, oh. <laughs> telling you, it's it's a hard learning curve. And and this is also when um, we decided to start doing the after session sit downs. Yep. Yeah. Because a couple people in this group literally thought I was mad at them. Mm-hmm. To the <laughs> that was my character. At, 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 the, well, at the very beginning, there, like I was so new to D and I had no idea what I was doing. And every session, Zoramir would do something, and Scar's like at his throat about to bite his head off. And I'm like, is Mike mad at me because I don't know how to play? <laughs> well, that's a really good segue, actually. I have a really good question here. Um, Mike, do you always play asshole characters? <laughs> True. <laughs> you have to wait and find out. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, right. that, and, and to couple off this so we don't get lost in the question here, Cuddles asked, did anyone expect Zoramir to last as long as he did? And my from my perspective as a DM, hell no, <laughs> no, not at all. You shouldn't have. And these guys will tell you too. It's like I've played some, especially our in persons. My characters have not been like Scar or Grace. No, <laughs> yeah, he's had some much more goofy in person characters. <laughs> yeah, like the one shot, the Tabaxi. That was that one shot. That was so funny. I I loved. What was your your uh, giant's name there? Sorry. Oh, Rex. Rex, yeah. <laughs> yeah or Goliath, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I think that uh, uh, it looked like a lot of times, yeah, certainly Grayson. I figured that it was just Grayson being Grayson for the most part, um, just because his mannerisms and everything, he talked to everybody uh, as well, too, but I thought that would be a fun one to ask. So, Well, he, he was a we were just talking about this before we got started. Grayson was, if you pay attention through everything and we realize it's three and a half years of content. Grayson was a raging alcoholic when they met him. He did. And he didn't care about anyone but himself. And if you watch, and this was brilliantly done by Mike over just small thing, he would just drink less, drink less, drink less until that last session He's got this endless flask that he's had for years. He sets it down at, at the at Arlo's mausoleum and walks away. That's character progression. That's beautiful stuff. 
Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, Cuddles, does anyone have the stat and how long it took Blaylock to speak throughout the campaign? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I do Imagine how many less him, sessions yeah. it would have taken for us to get through this. At oh, my 15. God. Well, mm. let, so <laughs> half a year. <laughs> so I do I do have some things to, to show as we progress. So um, we have come a long way and there's something that, that Cuddles mentioned several times. And I want to show show something of that. But of course we started on Mixer. Um, the, this whole thing started because Tone was like, you should stream that. And I said, nobody wants to watch us. And he said, you should stream it. And we had our, our, our cheerleaders, which was Fanboy Tone and Cuddles. They were basically the only two that were showing up <laughs> for a long time, which is fine. But I went back. Of course, the first few sessions that, that we did um, aren't, aren't recorded. We, didn't, we weren't recording back then. So we actually start on episode four, but let, not that I had this all set up. Um, let me show you what that looked like. So I'm going to change screens here. Hey, you fought me for a long time splashing on that. Flashing down honestly. into it as he oh, hits. He's oh. right on the edge there. Um, Berg. I got to look at that your, map. Make your attack. Yeah. Look at that camera. I was using a 1990s. <laughs> The horns. I remember the horns. What's my modifier in my melee? Is that just strength? Yep. And there he is in his bunk bed. Yeah. (laughs) So, so. uh, Okay. So you you charge forward. uh, This is him goring rush. Let out your best bull sound. Uh, It sounds kind of weak. The first time that uh, Blaylock got eaten. And and he just kind of. Moves to the side as as you step into the muck and, and stumble forward, and you miss him with your with your gore. Yeah, I had to cu- clip this. This was a big moment. I'm gonna follow that up with a lightning grasp. That it takes an action to do your dash. Yeah, only rogues get it as a bonus action. I thought I well, if I move up to twenty feet, right? But you specifically said you took your dash. To use a dash action. Yeah. <laughs> that was our first. That's lame. <laughs> the first of many. All right. Yeah. The the toad looks down at you, and it just opens this gaping maul of a mouth to take a bite at you. Cuddle says it's like a Netflix and murder doc. <laughs> what the rest of you see is the mouth comes and closes around Blaylock. And picks him up oh into the gosh. air. And all you see is Blaylock's legs kicking. Uh, Hard to believe this you was take, so long ago. I know. Look, Mike just takes his headphones off. <laughs> we were Five using hangouts. damage. And five points of poison damage. Okay. And you are now grappled and restrained. Actually, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, he gets up and leaps. <laughs> but uh, 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 <laughs> we're back. Uh, it does look like a Netflix murder doc. Um, gosh, that, well, uh, that was the first time Z stuck his head underwater too, wasn't it? Yeah, you took a drink in the swamp water. <laughs> it was. Uh, I'm see if there's anything there. That, that was uh, pretty pretty great. Um, let me switch back real fast and show a couple other things. 
And for all you curious, um, we started out in kind of a, this was the map. Oh, it opened on the wrong side of my screen. There we go. <laughs> this Classic. was the original map of Dragon Ball. That's like a bad guy from like Thundercats or something. <laughs> I know. Map, Ultron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was pretty rough. And then I, I we've all and what I want to show you is we've all kind of progressed. Like our maps have got better. Our characters got better because we went from that to, to this. Um and we're the next map is is gorgeous, um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> let me see. I know I have it in here. Oh, for their one shot, they were in Cape's Vassal. Uh-huh. This little, nice little city down here. Let's show you what Cape's Vassal looked like. Mm, this yeah, city. This <laughs> was Cape's Vassal. Look at the size <laughs> of that cart. You need a cabin for Genshu and Teacher to pull it. <laughs> Something out of a Pokemon game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, who lives that, in that mansion? Oh, it's a one-bedroom cabin. It is. <laughs> it uh, it actually housed this basement <laughs> where they he fought. Bought out the entire barrel supply of the whole city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where Blaylock climbed in the window of this house. That table. It was this table up in the corner that, that Zoramir actually hid under in his first battle, first combat and, ever. And and Blaylock came crashing through the window into a room with like a zombie and different things. <laughs> so it was almost Good a times. TPK. Yeah. But yeah. Question. Yeah. Go well, for it. To, to answer King Cuddle's first question about would I have done or would we have done anything differently? I don't think with go or uh, with Grayson, I would have, uh, I think I played him out the, the best way I possibly could um, with scar being my initial character. And I know we have talked about this as a group before this campaign would have been over in the heart tree. If I'd actually stuck with scar. Oh yeah. yeah. It would have been game over. Yeah. Scar would have killed everyone. Just due to madness alone. He, the, Scar was a, a playable gnome thing that that we homebrewed together. Mike mainly homebrewed it. I just converted. No it. or no? He said no. 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 Yeah. No, yeah. He said no. Because for some reason, the folks at Wizards, Wizards, when you watch this, when you watch the VOD, because we know you're going to. Um, why isn't Nola playable race? We literally have hippo people and rabbit people. Knolls have been around forever. Give us something official. Now you got a blob, too. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, in second edition, Knowles were a playable character with the Humanoids book. I mean, yeah, I had an old character in second edition. Yeah, it, it's. But they it's, never did anything with it after that. Sucks. They're cool. Uh, they're cool uh, character to play. For sure. So Cuddle's got one out here. So Galtier, what was your favorite moment of the campaign? I mean, maybe joke that voice. Galtier's always falling asleep during the uh, watching sessions. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you can never stay awake. I, I don't know. One of the things that's going to stick with me for a while, probably, is when we we're in the um, the earthworm earthworm tunnel, and Grace was pressuring uh, Zormir to tell us about him, and then he freaking nap twenties him in the balls. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I just... Nat 20. Yep. Also, uh, Blaylock's here. Oh, is he? He made it. 20. At 20. So <clears throat> we'll pause a minute and then I got it. Uh, um, unless, uh, is, is he here? Is he ready? Or It shouldn't take long. Um, I just the AFK got... for a second. Yep. I might try to skirt around some of the questions that come in the chat just to kind of like if especially if they're similar to some of the ones i got to kind of keep that flow too some of the questions i might have i might want to ask uh, every single person too if it's a short one too but uh that's a really good question from cuddles for for everybody and, and we should wait for everybody to get back let wait hold that one because that's a really good one that's that's gonna be a good one to ask here so yeah um so so while while we wait for that one i'll show you another picture of if you watch the end they fought Varsith Re- Reborn, which is a, a homebrewed uh, undead dragon. Um, but if you remember back, they actually did a dungeon inside of Varsith. And mm-hmm. little did we know. Little, little did, did you, you know. know. Quit opening over there, stupid thing. This was the dungeon. So if they didn't catch it at the time, but like this was the head and the the ribs. And everything is very crude, of course. Uh, I was still new, and there was clutches of eggs, but yeah, this was something they very much. Um, and and the other thing that that you guys didn't really focus on through the whole thing was these crystals. Like you played with these crystals in this room, but they were literally through the entire campaign. I always like, assumed it was just like a sample that you just kept reusing. No, yeah. they, they, there were specific aesthetics uh, of using those because they they each had a power, but combined it, it was they were being used to bring things back to life. That's that's what they were used because one was life. One was uh, like a mana and the other one was it was basically your your ham uh, health action uh, magic. Um, <laughs> but it, it, the, the theme, yeah, the theme was through the whole thing. Even in Broman's lab, he had him sitting around the skeleton of a dragon. If we, because I know we played with them a little bit. So what could we have done then to find out that little bit of information? You would have had to have taken them and and like gone to a library and tried to look more stuff up about them. Because there there was information. A lot of steps. Well, yeah, it's a lot of steps. It was a big part of the campaign. It was just (laughs) one of those things that just hid in the background. Hmm. That we've never capitalized on. Pretty sneaky, though. But now that everybody's I, I, back, let, let's get to this Cuddles question here. So, yeah, so are we, we got, oh, there he is. Hey, Blaylock. Uh, so we heard from Drassen clearly about streaming and being on camera for the first time and doing it weekly. How did everybody else feel about that? We'll start there with Galtier. So I personally hate being on camera. <laughs> like I, I'm not a fan of pictures, um, and I also hate to sound my own voice, especially in recordings. But I want to play D and D more than I cared about that. Sure, it, it is what it is. Whether it doesn't bother me anymore, especially you know after like two years of doing this, do I hate to sound my voice still? Yes. Do I want to listen to my podcast? Do I cringe? <laughs> yes. I do too, man. It, it's all of us. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a constant thing as well, too. So. We'll move on next to Grayson. Um, Dresden and I were talking about this a little bit in the group that we had before this, and I didn't really have a problem with it. <clears throat> then that group split, and uh, 
he told me about the one shot that they'd started with this. And he's like, well, um, we might start streaming it later on. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I, I think my biggest thing is I have a low voice. As most of you have met me in person, I have a very low voice. I so I, I was trying to be heard. It's like, of course, I can hear myself in my headphones, but when it comes to other people hearing me, I'm like, uh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> so that was my big, big problem was just trying to uh, get a little louder sure. without stepping over people. But yeah, this is, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with this. There's a secret on why he plays aggressive characters. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has go. to there yell. <laughs> Speaking of which, Zormir, so what, do you, what, do you, what about you on that? Uh, to be honest, I never really think about it. Um, I was like, we're going to stream. I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, I'm just looking at us. So it, when we're playing, it just feels like we're having a, a stream just with a bunch of friends, which is basically right. just what it is. Um, the only thing for me is a lot of times uh, I'll come on after work and just be so tired. I have to be like, I have to consciously think like, don't do something dumb on camera. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Arlo. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of easy at the beginning because it just kind of felt like, you know, we didn't really have a lot of subscribers at the time. So we're small. It, it, it was kind of easy but then it's like as you know chris dark drastic starts throwing up numbers oh yeah we had this many people watching us and it was just like wow this is kind of like getting big so then you're you're really subconscious about what you're doing in front of the camera not picking your nose or anything like that what are you talking about i don't know (laughs) make sure you get white stuff off your nose so but yeah it's it's kind of neat i mean it's i don't know i i really like interacting with the people in the chat when we got time it's kind of it's kind of because i've been on some other streams of D, you know D D, and they've got it locked out so the people playing the game don't interact with the people in the chat and i think that's kind of disappointing because that's why we do what we do so we can talk to those people absolutely we love our community it's the best yes that's fair and last but certainly not least the one only blaylock blaylock what about you I'm a freaking ham, man. Can you slow down your talking? I don't understand what you're saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Natural twenty I, to the balls. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I I, uh, I used to do uh, drama back in high school. I take I you know about when we first started. I used to teach regularly, um, and now I'm I'm in a I'm in a different role where I'm constantly in front of new people all the time, uh, and more of a sales role, and. It's, so it just came it just came naturally uh, to, to, to come in there and just be able to to talk or or even to act you know in a, in a certain way it was very fun I was nervous as all get out when we first started and that was the that was pre-streaming um because you know I, I've, I've said it before probably on stream as well you know when we first when we first started I, I like I got nervous and I like cut out of out of um well, it wasn't zoom at the time it was whatever we were using before um hangouts hangouts that's right and then and then I, I had to like go and take a breather i was like pacing around the house i was like oh man what <laughs> am i you know how can i really do this and uh right um you know but you know after after a while then it was just you know it was just like second nature i right. I, uh, I i love uh uh I, I you know i love doing this stuff so yeah yeah 
No, you got very bovine over time for sure. I did. Um, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and I, I can say like, you know, as, as somebody who started watching early on as well too, like, you know, a couple of you, um, I know I've been here two or three of you, three of you for sure been here the entire time. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. our, our OG crew here officially is really just Blaylock and Zoramir. So this okay. gets into some of our, our shout outs to those that came before. I mean, Galtier was because he he played a bard, but his work schedule didn't really allow him to mm. um, to continue for the time. And, and it was always an open thing. Like it was, hey, when we can get you back in and you're ready. Right. And he kept in touch with me the whole time. Like, hey, this is happening. This is happening. I'm going to be able to do this. And, and as soon as he was able to, then we made him sit for seven months because they were stuck in the heart tree or something. Mm. <laughs> like it yeah. didn't make it, it has to make sense. For the for for someone to come in, right. Um, right. But it, again, to to those that may be watching, um, we had another guy, Horse Breath, which is one of our co co workers out on the West Coast. Would love to have him play with us again. Um, it's just hard with the time difference. Like sure. uh, Hubert, we love you. Like it, he he's he's got the best voice. We got to get him on at least once so people, can, dude. Bring him in as an NPC or something. We're, we're going to have to bring him in. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, reason, sure he, I'm sure he'd enjoy to be the um, opportunity to come in here as like a guest. You know, uh, he does really well. And then we and then we had Matt, um, who was Grovile in the beginning, uh, who who perished in some lava because of some. He had some. Uh, well, he, I think he had two ranks had of exhaustion. Point, two ranks yeah, of exhaustion, was and was determined, de determined to make it across this lava. Yeah, uh, I'll never and, that. and it did not work well. Yeah, yeah. did not. He was constantly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, he, so he didn't continue. I just want to finish all these like little shout outs. Like, we did King Cuddles, of course, and the Banter and Babble have always supported us, and Half Ass Beer Review has always supported us. But there's some little, little known uh, other ones. I, I mean. Um, I made no secret tone tone was definitely, uh, one of my creative folks and, and um, captain crones for a while in the beginning, uh, stuff I could bounce ideas off of and end up being tone in the end. Uh, so some of the stuff, uh, he, he had a direct hand in, um, but the Verminia arc, uh, this is a name that, that none of you have probably heard cause I've not mentioned it and he should get props out, uh, is, uh, Bo Hudson, who, who was somebody I went to school with. Um, really? he's a, he's a writer. He has a book on Amazon. If you, if you look him up, so, so check out his book. But, uh, he, I talked to him one time and he, and I, he said, I'd love to take an area. And I'm like, well, take Verminia. Uh, and like, it's whatever you say. Cause I have nothing. And, and he's the one that came up with the idea for, for the storyline in Verminia. So props oh, to Bo. Cool. Um, Thank, thanks for, for that, bud. Uh, appreciate it. And if you want to write some more, I have a whole new island. <laughs> so, but, does he but, listen to us too, Chris? He does. He does uh, on the podcast. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So shout out to, awesome. to all those. Hopefully I didn't miss anyone else. Uh, of course, all our guest players, Cherry and, and those that have come in. So, but yeah. uh, to, to get some uh, c cuddle trolling no yeah i've got some I've got, that's what i'm, I'm getting no there, but I do. the trolls don't bother us and uh, he, he did ask about uh when you're switching apparently to doing an only fans so you can do <laughs> the stream stopless um i'll leave we, that to Drassen. We, we tried only fans and it shut the servers down so um right, right, right. it that didn't work 
Yeah, there was way too much going on, so they couldn't they couldn't handle it. There's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Cuddles also wants to know about you taking his Monday slot. How do you feel about that? Hey, so this <laughs> honestly, this is how it went. The you're going to get some fresh D and D tips in here through the whole thing, which mortally crafted would enjoy. I, I talked to her often about for her, her group for her and uh, her husband. And um, the hardest thing to, about D and D is getting people together. Like that one shot that you all enjoyed was months of, of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so when it came to at that time, uh, Blaylock, correct me, but like you, your kids had like soccer on Tuesday, Thursdays, or something like that. Yep, they had so- they had soccer, and Sunday was out of the question. And Wednesday's not um, a great day. No, so it was like, uh, you know, I was like, hey, what about Saturday? And then you know, and then uh, Dresser was like, that's no, never no. gonna work. No, Mm-mm. that really weekends are the worst for this mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because people are busy, and that's. It's not it's not fair to your uh, significant others if you're like, hey, every Saturday I'm going to be doing this. Yeah, um, wants to obligate uh, every Saturday evening to to uh, yeah. to, to that. That wouldn't that wouldn't be possible. So so we picked Monday, not even realizing at the time that we were going over top of cuddle. So I've apologized over and over. No, but... you're going to have to keep apologizing. That's just what's <laughs> going to have to go to. <laughs> that's gonna that's just gonna be it but uh to kind of get back with the growth here as well too now somebody who's been watching for a long time the reason i kind of brought that up originally was um and drastin can attest this too how impressed i was initially like he's starting from mixer and watching you know like zormir and blaylock progress knowing that like zormir was new also extra critical as somebody who plays a lot of rogues um but at the same time like not having to be super critical most of the time because he just kept growing into that RP and just playing that rogue uh, that perfectly until, you know, clearly he's very characterized now as well too. But like uh, also, again, I was originally just uh, impressed with um, this going to go to you, Blake. I got a question to follow up with it, but just your dedication to playing that character. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, oh, first yeah. of all, I think Artificer can be tricky as well too. I think it's a potentially a fun class. Dude, it's uh, a lot. For sure. But um, <laughs> Yeah. More importantly, the fact that you dove into a voice the entire time. So the question for you is, would you, if you go back in time, would you have stuck with the voice? <laughs> and, Absolutely. Okay. So you would. Okay. So I was wondering if, if we would see that yeah. in the next campaign as well, too. So, yeah. Yeah. If I, if I, if I'm, if I'm going to, uh, if I'm going to attach a voice to a character, then I'm, there's no going back. Right. So, you know, you better, you better be, uh, uh, dedicated to it. Would you like, have done some the slow of, voice again, though? Uh, he was very no, vocal I, about how much I, he didn't I, like it. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it, but okay. it fit the character because you know because the character was just like he was a very oh. large and socially inept person, and you know, and he was all and, and you know, so he always just spoke very very slow, um, and I just I kept with it. Um, yeah and then you know you'll be i think you think you'll all be um uh i'm very happy with the choice that i made for uh the next character because it's kind of a it's kind of stemmed off of a one-shot character that i was gonna talk so quick because i've got keen all the time you can't keep up with them so speaking of that let's show them we have to say names but we're gonna we're gonna show them Mm-hmm. Blaylock's character for campaign two. This is our first sneak peek 
peak for tonight. We're going to see Blaylock's character. So mm-hmm. those of you who voted, you were all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I may have seeded some of that. I was over there like upvoting other players so they wouldn't know it was mine. <laughs> so this is going to be Blaylock's character, and we'll learn the name next week. So oh, there's no shirts on that island then. No shirts, no, no shirts. shirts. Okay. And and you yeah. notice the drawing itself is Twitch friendly. It conveniently covers the nip- <laughs> nipples, the, the nipular yeah, region. Nipples, yeah. nipples yeah. at odd uh, different heights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grayson's uh, Grayson. He's not a nipple maker, so nope. uh, like just George Clooney's eat. Batman. Because you know, if you made nipples, it would you know we would just chastise you forever on the size of the air. <laughs> I would make right, 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 the right. ugliest nipples. You, you'd have to like do big silver dollars, man. <laughs> you know, it, was like, like, it was like an innie or an Audi, and then you know. <laughs> can we can we ask class? What class you're, is you're, this character? You're, you're lucky. You're lucky. You got a belly button. Um, you can. <sighs> no, let's wait. Let's wait. Let, on let's wait. Let's wait on the class. classes. Yep. 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 You know, I'm chomping at the bit to find out. I know. I know. Um, Drive me nuts. Should, guys, I'll leave it up to you. Should we just go through the rest of the, the campaign two characters, show the artwork? Yeah, might as well. Okay. Okay. I mean, when, when else are we going to see him in such a large profile like this? Not That's true. Get the shirt, you know? So our next <laughs> one is going to be played by uh, Zormir at a complete departure. Whoa. So looks so good. Yeah. It Dude. only took us 32 hours to pick the right <laughs> colors. I was very right. picky about it. Good. Um, you should be when it's your character. That's good. Zormir. Always and, be picky and, about that. And all, all this artwork is drawn by Mike. So we have an in-house artist, which is fantastic. Gosh, that's awesome. so good. I'm excited. The next character is played by Arlo. We hope this one doesn't die so many times. Oh. Oh. So those of you who voted for, I think it was Galtier on this one. You were wrong. Uh, no, they were right. They had they had Arlo vote. Oh, did they? oh this was the one split between Arlo and uh Blaylock. Blaylock, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Good, Good gravy. There's a lot going on in that picture. There's yes, a there lot is. going on there. Um <laughs> much to Mike's dismay. <laughs> Mike's <laughs> <laughs> There's so much color. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of color. Yeah, both of them. Yep. Yeah. And then we have Galtier's new character. Nobody guessed it right. Nobody guessed it right. Um, he's a Steelers fan. Not uh, true. Um, that had I, I had nothing to do with the Steelers on the coloring. <laughs> yeah, I didn't baby. think anybody cared about the Steelers though. I didn't even realize there were Steelers colors until we were done. I was like, shit. Are there two Steelers fans here? Uh, just one. Thought uh, Arlo was. I am. Yeah, he's Arlo the one. The one. Who's the second oh, one? Oh, 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 oh! So you were kidding about Galtier? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hate sports. And then, <laughs> okay, uh, go sports. Are you gonna skip over yourself? Grayson's new character. <laughs> uh, this one's so good. It is really good. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, that was the one that really, really got me excited. Truth be told. And then, as a as a special surprise, uh, Mike said, "Well, you need one," and I'm like, "Yeah, don't don't like. I know you're busy. Don't do the time." But he did one for me, so I get I get mine uh, as well, which I I just absolutely love. He's like, oh, "I'm just cool. gonna pick some generic 
cloaked figure. I'm like, nah, you're not. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's cool. So those are the new characters. <laughs> Cuddles. Yeah, yeah. No, those uh looks great. I'm really excited. No, no really slack jaw. Excited. There's no slack jaw. So well, short claw. Well, if you uh, ever need any uh, you know, anybody to pick up and play once in a while, <clears throat> you know, just a session or so, just let me know. And we definitely will have some merchandise that has has those new uh, images on it as the sessions progress. Sweet. Um, Very sweet. Do you have another question to ask? Yes, I do. So this one's actually for Mike. I'm going to bounce back to Mike, and then I want to get a couple more questions in here. I don't think I've got anything yet to Arlo quite yet either. Um, so as somebody who's kind of seasoned in D&D, what was it like for you? Of course, in keeping in mind that you were now streaming, but also playing with a couple of newbies, how did that, uh, you know, how did that make you feel? And how did that work out for you? What's that like, I guess? Um, I'm not going to lie. It, it gets frustrating. I mean, <clears throat> I, I'll even say to the, like, when we were at Midland Mall, um, you know, you, you, you had the people that you knew wanted to play. Then you had the people that kind of just showed up. Right. Um, I will say that it was talking after sessions helped a lot because, you know, if they didn't know they were doing something they shouldn't have been doing or uh, we thought that just, Grayson hated us. <laughs> you missed that conversation already. Oh, did yeah. I? Oh. D- DM tip number two from tonight. Always, always have a post session after a session. And, and that's what it was. It was just you're getting frustrated when, like, you're okay. Why mm-hmm. know what you're doing? It's not difficult. <laughs> what can your character do? Roll the right dice. Um, but no, I mean, all in all, we're friends. We're trying to have a good time. Um, you try to keep the stress like that out of it, right? And, and like what Mike says, it, it's really good to have that post-session because I know for me, I don't know about anybody else, but it was a lot of learning, you know, I got to learn, you know, he'd be like, okay, why did you do this? And, and so he brought a lot of things to light that we were doing wrong. So we could correct it for the next session. So which, Mm -hmm. you know, made the gameplay that much better. Yeah. Leaning into, I think it's always good to have a vet, you know, to play. I mean, you don't have to, but I think having somebody that's played, uh, and can be a vet is good to lean into when you're new like that for sure as well. Yeah, because there was a lot. We had a lot of side chats going on during mm-hmm. the sessions where you know, like Jeremy would sit there and be like, "Hey, can this happen?" And because I've DM before too, and and things like that, it's like you know, you know, kind of some of the rules and how things work. And it's like if there was something that that I wasn't 100 percent on, I'm like, dude, just ask Draston, you know, sidebar him real quick. It never hurts to ask. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's 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 always good to have somebody who's at least played for a while. For cuddles, yeah, and, and cuddles kind of I think brings up a little bit of a point to kind of go with that too. So you know, we brought all this up to having you know doing the one shot. I always encourage them because it was RP gaming. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is being able to separate the character from real life. That's a struggle with a lot of people, honestly. As somebody who's had some you know multiple year sessions as well too. That can be tough. You you play with a character 
who, and it's not always something you want to do either. If you've got a character that's somewhat evil in your party and it sometimes pulls party or characters differently, it can get really chippy real fast. And you've got to be able to, when you're done, separate that. And, you know, for my, some of my crew, you know, some of us would be drinking a little bit or whatever too. So it could be, you know, I don't usually suggest, you know, uh, drinking while playing. I mean, I, I think it's fun to do it. Don't get me wrong but depending on the person as well too, because it might be harder to separate. So it's a slippery slope with those sort of things for sure. For sure. Well, and that comes, that comes with uh, trying to have like a session zero as well. A lot of people look down on session zeros, but it's like, you know, uh, in my experience, talking as a group about what players your character, you're going to be having. uh, Totally. Because yeah, you're right. You're you have a, an entire party of of lawful characters, and you got the one person that's like, "No, I'm going to be evil." Right. <laughs> well, then why the fuck would you even be part of the group? Right. Well, why would they allow you to be part of the group? So yeah, D- DM know, tip number DM tip number three on that note uh, here. You should always want to ask yourself, why does my player stay with the group? And why does the group want me to stay with the group? So those are two things you should be asking yourself constantly. Because that was DM wiped out my entire time. Times. Yes. Well, and we kind of had that between the with with the uh, Grace and Zoramir disputes. You know, near the end, it's you know when you when when you have a character that's being manipulated by an, uh, an evil entity and. You know, Grayson's like, okay, we're I'm I'm not the only one noticing this, but why why am I the only one saying anything? And it goes back to you know with Tone saying, do I always play asshole characters? He was a monster hunter. You know, his whole life was taking out evil, and we have a party member that is basically doing whatever this evil entity wants him to. <laughs> There's a problem there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but it, it made out for good RP. And and I think in the long run with that arc, there was an underlying thing of, you see where Grayson actually, uh, he's almost like, as much as he hates the evil entity, he, he does like Zoramir and doesn't want anything worse to happen, is what I got from it. It was like, there's a little bit of growth where he annoyed him, sure but, but he still there's cared a, about him. <laughs> there was time, wasn't there a time when he tried to whip him off of his horse as he was riding? Totally tried. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Now, did you guys ever, um, and I want to come back to that in a moment here too, but here we got another King Cuddles, of course, out here. Did you ever end a session cussing at Drassen? Like, completely like, what was that shit? <laughs> If Probably. I did not to his face, <laughs> okay. Our separate group okay. chat, yes. But in our group chat, absolutely. Yeah, in our group that? chat, they were like, "What the beep is going on?" Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Now here's the follow up for that one, though. Specifically, was there at any time that Drassen tried to push that off on me and say that was Tone's idea? I'm sorry, I don't know what the, you're telling. Oh, uh, he never no. did that. No, oh, he didn't. He took, okay. He, took, okay, he took ownership of you know of whatever okay. transpired. Yeah, I think the only okay. one where I I just totally ate it up was was. Uh, um, Broman's tower because that was us together in full evilness because yeah, was. I was literally at your house and I we was like doing this I was like dude what if and, and you just about the fish 
you just see you see tone's face light up he's like oh my god you we can go here and here and here and let's do this and i'm like this is happening (laughs) that was that was probably one of my favorite things of uh helping with the creative process certainly was that tower no kidding i I think one of our our biggest gripes throughout the whole thing was crafts freaking machines oh yeah (laughs) that was was so much explosion damage yeah. Yeah. Already hitting us like a freight truck. Was like this is overtuned. They are doing way too much damage. We survived. And he wants to kill us, but yeah, just but it was bad. <laughs> you survived. You survived barely. <laughs> so, as far as Zormir, um, going back to a little bit of that, some of the stuff that happened and kind of how the character changed, literally physically, mm-hmm. uh, throughout the campaign as well, it's too. A little bit. Um, there was a point where it could have gotten worse, but you stopped it. Correct? Remind, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Like, it, well, like yeah, there was I, there was a point that, um, gosh, we're that was as we were leaving Craft's uh, place, right? That I let that slip. Yep. I um, I can show you how far it would have went. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to see that at some point, but um, I remember saying something, and then. Again, I was tired, and I accidentally said in front of uh, Grayson um, um, Quailodon's name, uh, and I, as soon as I said that, I'm like, "Oh, this just is this is about to take a nasty turn in <laughs> in the campaign." And sure enough, Grayson's always or Mike's always on top of it, and he picked up on it immediately, and was like, "Well, now." Grayson's going to be pissed about this. Yeah, I actually remember that now, too. Now that you say that out loud. Uh, so, Everybody's sleeping except for Grayson and Zor. Yep. <laughs> Drayson, go ahead and continue. You say yeah. what you're going to say, and then I got a follow-up to go with the... I want to see... Dougal here. Dougal's been a, a long-time watcher here. I have a player campaign member who needs to learn to nip his character building and calling off his previous ones off at the expense of other players in the pod. It's nice to find a line where it becomes a hindrance and affects the other player. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting, like in that situation, because Grayson had sent me a message because we we use Signal to talk and send messages at a table. I was always a big fan of writing notes on a piece of paper, folding it, and Dang. giving it to the DM. Um, Signal works great for that. And he said, and he had no idea any of this was happening. He he didn't know Zormir was going to trigger anything going on, but he's like. I want to kind of at the expense of exhaustion, I kind of want to stay awake and fake sleep tonight. And I'm like, well, roll it up. And he rolled well. So he did. And, and like, it, it ended up being a fantastic story. And I, I just remember Jane, you at the end of it, you were like, I'm so glad the spotlight's off of me now. <laughs> well, for me, it was most more so it became frustrating to play Zoramir during that time because I couldn't uh, I was basically railroaded in what I could do and uh, Grayson rightfully so was absolutely on top of them so I was basically this like five year old child with his tail between his legs um, with angry dad behind me uh, forcing me to go out and I mean correct this evil entity in me which sure uh, probably should have gotten that taken care of um, but it was More- it was a challenging bit kind of uh i guess I'm, it's weird to say but like emotionally play as a character um play through such a or rp through such a uh conflicting storyline 
mortally just just watched the episode where the tooth sunk into Zoromir, which is which is oh, I, let, gosh, let me see let me switch scene. over to my notes and see if I still have that original note here. So this this is my second package of notes. I use two sets of notes, the main campaign notes, and these are what I say people and places notes. So so this is like a quick reference for me to find stuff. Um That's how you spell Roman Karth? Yes. Huh. Bro man. AFK, AFK for right, sure. right, right. No problem. Super bro man. Um so I'd yeah, like to I'd like she's to still alive for, by uh, for everybody that was looking at that that uh the DM can't keep the naming conventions of his own uh the cities or other things. Uh, if you look at Breckensfjord. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um because a lot of times I was ta- I was typing quickly. Mm-hmm. Um port. Yeah. Like, so I, like uh burn uh, like burn patch. We were I'll, talking quickly. I'll kill you all. Um Ooh. So, oh, this was this was Alberon stuff. Um, so, so initially, he he pissed off this shopkeeper, so she gave him this this cursed tooth. <laughs> and I just wrote on there, I was like, whenever if he he ever like pokes himself with it, it something bad will happen. And that's all I had. And I thought he's never gonna do it. He had it in his pocket forever. Oh, what? Like, probably at least a dozen sessions. Um, Blanco, we do have digital avatars. We have our eight bit ones. We'll show you the ones for campaign two uh, soon. The uh, the ones where it like puts it over you as a character. Oh, I don't like those. I I just don't like them. Um, you need to blow that up a little bit. Chris can't read it. I if if you want us to read it. Um, or it might be my color blindness because it's it might be red. yeah because it's all in red because this was stuff that was removed. So basically, once he put it in, I made it almost impossible for him to take out because it would do a massive amount of damage. Get and, he had, say. and he had to do he had to eat raw meat every four days, and we tracked that. Um, everyone and had drink acid and drink acid, which was unavoidable damage, even though he was resistant to acid. Um, it wasn't sus as all as I slinked out into the corner and popped a vial and chugged it down. So basically, and the only thing changed here is that your, your, uh, your dragon changed, but he, he would have slowly started changing into this dragon. So his, um, if he would have fed the 18 times, uh, he would have gained legendary resistance, which is what dragons have. So you could just automatically choose to succeed on a saving throw. Uh, Wow. That would have been nice. Um, mm-hmm. at 21, you get a tail and you gain spiritual presence where evil line creatures, well, it was good line of creatures. Anybody within 120 feet had to make that wisdom saving throw or become frightened for a minute. Kind of what you <laughs> dealt with. So, so you wow. would have, you would have gained that. Um, and wow. any good aligned creature are blessed for a minute. And then you're now <laughs> able to fly for 10 minutes per short oh, rest. That would have been huge. And then the last one, you got blind sight for a hundred feet, and your alignment shifts to lawful good. Oh, huh. so so all these all all the players got um, these legendary weapons, uh, so to speak. And Arlo before before he passed, Nemoria had one too. I'm not sure Nemorias are still in here though. I unfortunately early on was deleting more than I should have. I should have kept it all. Well, you should um, still have the full edit history. 
Uh, maybe. If you really wanted to. Well, I got a that, couple. Of- that goes into um, the whole thing about characters as well. You know, Namoria being a cleric and then renouncing her god. Chris and I were, were talking about that. And it's like, okay, well, when we level up, how are we going to do this? Because he's not a, she's not a cleric anymore. Yeah. So you can't take another level in, in, in that class. And that's why uh, I, as Grayson, kept pushing the whole fighting situation. Yeah. Because your own, his only uh, option for leveling her up was to take fighter. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was a lot of, I, I know some of the audience probably thought I was an asshole too, but uh-huh. like, I'm just, at that time, it was like, how do I do this without, it was just, it was very difficult because you're like, they're not a cleric anymore. How, how yeah. are we going to, how do we push this right. along? And, and I'll uh, tell you that, own- that day you started throwing shit at me and beating me with it and trying to, I, I, I was still new. I was like, I, I literally, in the back of my mind, is what the hell are you doing to me? Because I had no idea what was going on. And I had no idea how to role play what you were doing until the end of the show. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this is what we're trying to do. Oh, well, hell, if I know that, it would have been <laughs> easier to RP. But yeah, Grace just starts swinging shit at me. And I was like, punch you in the face. And, and again, here we are. Man, he must really be pissed at me. Mm-hmm. Dougal, Dougal, that's that's crazy uh, there. But you have another one. DM question at level four. Apparently, there are five. Despite the, or, there are three levels in barbarian, one in monk. They attacked with reckless attack, then did a monk unarmed attack. Are they able to do that despite not getting an extra attack until level five? Um, as bonus monk, action, yeah. yeah. His bonus action, he'd be able to do the, the uh, unarmed attack, right? But not yeah. because it's under it falls under martial arts. <clears throat> but the problem yeah. you're having with this player, uh, Chris and I send each other YouTube videos all the time. Yes. How to deal with problem players. Yeah. Things like that. Um, Seth Sorkowski on YouTube. All of his videos are fantastic. They're entertaining to watch. If you take this individual and talk to them and be like, hey. Let me get one, Dougal. Things aren't fun for other characters where you know or i'm spending too much time with stuff you're doing and it's taking away from game time i mean you you have to bring it up you have to bring it up i i wouldn't suggest bringing it up in front of the entire your entire party you're you know you're all the people playing but it's one of those things it's like you you give them a verbal you you're hey this is what's going on we we need to figure out something and if it continues to play you as the DM have every right to be like, you're not invited back. There's no point. If nobody's having fun, there's no point in even getting yep. together. It's hard conversations to have, but it, it, they have to happen. Um, I should just continue with the rest of these legendary weapons because I have them up. That's Some of that stuff's nice that I didn't get to. Yeah. Uh, so Arlo's Blade... Um, Basically, he gets a lot of auras. So you get down to the end. Um, if you hit a critical against enemy, they fall prone and make constitution saving throw become stunned for 1d4 rounds. All of these were really OP once it got to it. 
just nobody got to it. And it's hard. We're we're not gonna do it in the next time. Um uh Dougal, that's that's a that's a tough one, man. Oh ouch. That's a that's a no fun. Good luck. Uh, Soul of the yeah. Dragon, you gain the staggering smite spell and can be cast as bonus action. Um so uh Blaylock's weapon he gave away. So he got he got it back. He got it back. So so Blaylock <laughs> is the one I was most excited about getting to the end. And I kept telling him, I'm like, man, just get to the end. You're so close. We all love Leo. If you want to know how to spell that, it was Leo Frenomicon von Gear Mechanon. Uh-huh. <laughs> the third. <laughs> Say that three That's times. Fast. Um but he got he got most of it, but as you get to the end, the prong extension, um, you can have it hit an additional target and does not affect multi-bolt spells. So you could have casted single targets and hit multiples. Um, I, uh, you hadn't started that one. Probably have to roll high and use digital dice to do it too. But my, my favorite was the overload switch. So you could use six slots to cast disintegrate at your target and the target has disadvantage against the save. Oh, Nice. That have been sick. I would have loved to see Blaylock be like, <laughs> you know. And- yeah, but with his aim, he probably would have hit one of us. It, <laughs> it would have been so bad. <laughs> Holy moly, you'd have hated me. I'm a note taker that likes to get the spelling right. I'd have asked you to spell that. Oh, I don't mind copying and pasting the, the how I have stuff spelled if, if people ask for it. Um, yeah. He had, <laughs> you guys remember the pusher? The the shield that pushed stuff away, that was one of his uh, ideas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Project oh, one, because he had all these ideas of things he wanted to build. And I'm like, all right, let's hmm. let's start that. And then Leo came into the forefront and I'm like, all right, I gotta focus on Leo. Yeah. Yeah. Grayson's which, Grayson's which had was a bit- fine until you had to roll natural twenties. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So, sunrise. Yeah, so that's actually, anytime you see red in my notes, that was a, a music selection on the current music player that I had. So I would actually pick the right music I wanted for the situation. Mm. So since his weapon had to be homebrewed anyways, he's the one that actually started this legendary weapon. Because I'm like, if I give one to him, I have to give one to everybody. Um, yeah, but I did. <laughs> but since his was tied to his family, I wanted to build like this connection with the family. So like it, it actually, and I don't know if you notice this, but the first time this happened was the past. And then it went to the present and then it went to the future as you went through there. So the first one was, was the first time you met Adonias. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one they're they're talking about you looking at your friends around the fire and all that cherish what you have here. And then the last one we actually did in the closer um, I, I, it's not even here now cause I moved it to the closer, which is where you saw yourself with Lucidia and the kids. Um, so it was a, a past, present, future. I don't know if you picked up on that. Um, I did. I did. So that was the one that you didn't do. I mean, obviously we had this cause you got to the point. It was just too busy to work on it. Um, you would have got that bleed that you asked for and, and massive damage, but you didn't, you didn't temper it with holy water at all. You didn't even try. I did once, once. And you failed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but once that was done at the very end, and which is what he asked for super early on. And I'm like, well, that's kind of OP. And I'm really glad we didn't do it. Cause, but <laughs> it, 
it would have made his whip, whip range 15 instead of 10. Whoa. Uh, yeah. So to kind of zero in on him, if people don't realize now the character was built to be kind of like a Belmont basically. Right. Yes. Correct. Which if you, I mean, if anybody plays Castlevania or watch the anime, you can kind of see it and everything that's going on here, because let's be honest throughout the game of Castlevania, your whip certainly does get longer. Right. So I, I want to address this with Dougal because he's bringing up some really good stuff here. Um, he, they are bringing up some really good stuff. Um, What's your advice for trying to encourage role play between players? It's all about what people, I, I will never force people to, to specifically do voices or, or, or do things. There are two types of, of generally accepted styles of role play. One where you actually speak the character, Hey, I'm Leo or something like that. Um, the other is where someone says, my character is going to go pick that sword up off the table and show Grayson how, what it is. Um, they're describing what their character does. Some people just aren't comfortable talking in character. It takes a while to get there. I would say, uh, especially some of you new folks, uh, Zormir and, and some of the, did, would you agree with that? Like it, uh, Galtier, especially, did it take you a while to kind of warm up to speaking in character? Yeah. I would say I never really had a voice for Zormir. Right. Um, I have a bad tendency to adopt the accent of whoever I am talking to. Um, <laughs> which I think Zormir became Irish a few times or uh, had he was a definitely York English. Accent. Yeah. <laughs> what about King? Yeah, King, the, the favorite. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough, though. Um, yeah, I mean, I love doing voices. E- even if they suck, I, I just love doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I... I as long as people warm up to doing it, I love, so th- there's also two styles of players playing D and D there's the RP player, the people who love the story. And if you watch this campaign, that's what most of us like. Um, and then there's the combat player and, and like, I, I don't feel bad. Arlo, you're more a combat, right? Like you like the combat stuff rather than yep. the, so, and, and it's fine. Both work. And as a DM, you got to try to find the balance between those two styles. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to do some RP, but it's just, it's just not my forte. I mean, I like to do my RP and then with a sword. Um, continuing on with the, the legendaries, we have Galtier's Infuser, which was added late. Um, the books I thought were great. Like the pages, those were easy to do. Those were kind of my catch up mechanic because it gave you a little bit. And they were easy to do because there was no failing them. You just had to spend the time to read the the stories. Um, the auto pump uh, automatically fills all your, your vials with blood, only rolling half of your hemocraft die if you would have got to that one. I don't think I got anything besides the additional vials. You didn't. Uh, the mister, uh, you, basically you can use it as a breath attack and give your party aid. Like you're just spraying blood into the air. <laughs> <laughs> I would have like, loved to see that, like, <laughs> like everybody's covered in blood. A vampire you know, rave, right? King's <laughs> I- King's Island, Mister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, blood transfusion. You would gain the life transference spell, so you got a, a form of heal. Um, blood magic is that what he did? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And um, and then imprint needle. Grab an enemy, and a needle fires from the infuser, injecting your target. That target is hexed for eight hours, which is 
Hex is if, awesome. If I would have known those two existed with a lower DC, I probably would have been doing those ones. You have to, all the end ones had to have prerequisites complete. Oh. Before you could do them. Yeah. Still, Blood Transfusion was 10, or it was 14 DC. Yeah. I think every time I did well, it, I either rolled. With Grayson, that was the thing. His I kept failing every time I tried, so I'm like, just not trying anymore. <laughs> yeah, it does discourage you completely. And and this one's for Blaylock, uh, as we just kind of finish out some of these notes in here. <sighs> Blaylock finds a book. It's a big book of magical history. And it wasn't until he said, I want to read this book. And I was like, I don't have anything in this book for you to read. <laughs> I spent, now pay attention to the orange colors as we go through here. I spent a significant <laughs> amount of time putting together... <laughs> What was oh in that gosh. book? Jeez. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, material. <laughs> this shit's rolling like credits. <laughs> I think we got through all of that too. You, didn't you we? absolutely read the entire book. Yeah. That, that that was one of the reasons it distracted me from Leo. I was just like, I want to find out more about this book. Leo, you're gonna have to wait. Same, same with the poisons for for Zormir. Those are just so expensive to make. Well, they're pretty powerful as well. Yeah, but the Constitution save on them made it kind of useless a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, they're, yeah, they're cool. Well, and that's the thing too. The higher level we got. The creatures we were going up against had huge cons. Yeah, you just can't can't <laughs> so, win against them unless they roll horrible. So the the rest of these are just how I set up cities. So if uh, and it, I've actually cleaned it up a lot for this new next campaign, but typically I will list the the shops what they are, and then like who runs those shops. Russian elf, <laughs> love yeah. that voice. Um. So old crazy eye, he's always there. So basically, you know, um, the one you guys didn't know about, you never investigated. What was his name? Squat. Squat doesn't sound familiar. Is it squat? Yeah. Squat was actually a gnome from Portstown in a disguise. <laughs> he's just, he's just there keeping the kobolds in check. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's hilarious. And mm-hmm. and there were stuff there. He was shorter than the other kobolds, blue eyes, blue scales. Uh, there were some things there. It wasn't a big story point, but it was it was something I was prepared for from a fun point. It was like no, yeah. but giving a dangerous magical item to a crazy little kobold. <laughs> <laughs> Scar had to steal it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Porchtown, you can see as we go in, the more detail each character has. Yeah. Kayleen, Kayleen was Zormir's favorite. It's oh, probably one of my favorite characters outside of like King. That was a great voice you did for her too. Because, you know, she just, you could picture her in your head. Because she so was creepy. She was creepy. Uh, Steven Nandani, which big fan, of course. Um I had one of those um, cupcakes with Dougal, the entire time. 
Dual's question here. Oh. Oh, in the session zero. I, everything in the session zero should be open between the DM and all players because yep. there should be an expectation. Nothing should, should be like, you know, it's it's like you going in there and being like, hey, my character is secretly the big baddie, but I don't want anybody to know that. Should, no. Should, should, we, <laughs> should we show them a, a sample of the contract thing? I, I think that's a fair thing to have, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, For our, yeah. our stage in the game, sure. Yeah, well... Duga, we'll show you something. Let me let me pile through this because it's almost done. But I'll show you something that I think you should consider um, bringing up with your group for a session zero. No, that's fine. Dougal, swing by the, the the Discord. You can send me messages directly, or you can put them right there in the D and D chat. Um, we have a lot of people that'll feel free to comment on those. Uh, let's see, Grimscar, this Elder Mad Eye, which had a thing for Blaylock. Nudge, nudge. Uh. <laughs> Dead Spokes. Okay. So I have to say, Dead Spokes was probably one of my favorite arcs in its entirety. When I when I created that on the map, I was like, this is where I'm going to have fun. And it, it happened to fall around Halloween time when you guys got there. So it just fit because it was a very horror side of the campaign. Um that was another one that me and and Fanboy, like we brainstormed on this. We were like, oh my God, what if there's this hidden underground city where all the elves really are and they've been hiding there? Um, that was and, a, yeah, that was a fun one too. And the king's a vampire, and he's yeah. like, oh my God, I love that. Like, but he's not a bad vampire. He's just it was, cursed. It was my cup of tea. I loved the Death Spoke, but I love horror in all aspects. Same. It it was Same. that entire dungeon was very like Lovecrafty and yeah it was. By the way, big, this big is Boothock's full name. <laughs> Wait, did we ever hear oh, that? Very nice. I think once. That's funny. Um, Beats and boss mass. <laughs> <laughs> um. Kelthalis, Lucidia, which became Whisper, which became Whisper again. Like we definitely went back and forth about how that was going to work out. I but, know uh, Whisper. You're not Whisper. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> Very excited about that. So that was in. There's a good thing about keeping good notes in your campaigns. Yes. Remember, this is the supplement document. This isn't the main document. This is a supplement. Um, this one was fun. Um, well, there's more in the other one, and then Castle Vermilion. I don't think I don't think Grayson ever called Lucidia Whisper after no. he found it out it was Lucidia. So two years later, <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right. Then. I took all this time and put together this pet shop in Verminia because all I heard from Galtier was how he wanted a pet. I want a pet. Wait, there was a pet store? Yes! Oh. A slink dog, too. What's a blink dog? Uh, It's a dog that basically teleports around. It's like... Yeah, they're fantastic. Dang it. I don't remember you saying anything about it. I totally did. I vaguely remember you, like, skimming over it. (laughs) <laughs> and there was a there was a meat store too that you guys never went to. You had raptor meat, stegosaurus meat, rare fish, dino DNA, actual rare fish. I do have a um, 
question out here that Cuddles had asked a little earlier. I want to make sure I don't forget. Yeah. Way up. But um, with characters killed in battle or whatever and making new ones, is there a general cutoff point on bringing back in a new character? That's the question. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it has to fit. Yeah. That's definitely uh, something we're, we're, we've discussed for campaign two. Yeah. Because if there's anything and Dougal, I'll get to your, your question here in a second. Cause it's really good. Um, if there's anything that you'll find with me, there, there's two things that, that are just BS to me in the world of D and D. One of them is long rests, restoring all your hit points. Freaking hate it. It's stupid. Nobody has their, their bones break broken by a dragon and then wakes up the next morning and says, Hey, I feel great. Stupid. The other one is death should be terrifying. You should not want your character to die. Resurrections are harder in my worlds. Um, unless it's revivify because that's an instant thing. When you're talking resurrection, you're dealing with gods. So if you don't have a God or you have an evil God and you're getting res by a good God, there are consequences to that. And we saw some of that, especially in the realms. Yeah. And, and and, uh, Tony, like you can uh, attest to this, like forgotten realms is big about gods. So, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's the, the realm we're in. So when it comes to, to death, you should absolutely fear that. So, there is that fear of you're going to die. It's going to be a while before you play again. And, and there was a point in this campaign that I, I told everybody, I said, listen, we're past the point of no return. If somebody dies, there are no new characters. And, and that's what happened, unfortunately. And if the, um, rolling, if the rolling isn't in your favor as well, too. So Dougal asks, um, how do you apply the right amount of horror fear into the situation? It just, it just depends. Um, as you play with your players, if you start out, you'll start hearing tidbits of stuff they don't like. And and I love this with, with Zormir because he's like, nope, do not like that. <laughs> like, he says oh, things, obvious. <laughs> and, and it's a mental note where I'm like, okay, we need to do something that has more of this in it. So when I'm ready to do a horror-esque, you know, where you're like, uh, you know, and something's like crawling toward you, you know, like you can have fun with it. Um, I think the heart tree is the one that had the little music box with the, the little kids singing. Um, mm. There was a lot of nopes. <laughs> that, was, that was definitely creepy. So heart tree was, was so fun. That was, yeah, that wasn't really fun to do. There was actually a vegan store in, in Verminia, the better choice <laughs> run by a goblin. Um, <laughs> Brindle meat. I know. <laughs> it's so much fun. <clears throat> No, no, Hugo has the best name. Hugo Shaw. <laughs> um, the rest of those, who's missing, I enjoyed just because it was an owl. And, um, Starlight Theater was a lot of fun. Um, so Starlight the- Theater, what's funny is some of you got it, was did a performance of How Did I Get Here, which was from the one shot that Blaylock did. I had a, a character on there who was just not happy being with the group of people he was with. Yeah. Heston. Yeah. Heston. Uh, thanks for remembering that. I drew a blank and that's where the story of a lone captain without a ship who was shipwrecked in a storm and arrived on with a giant chicken and rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) How did I get here? (laughs) They had to, they had to endure many hardships of the gnome collective. So if you want to watch that, it's on YouTube, uh, under our D and D adventures, uh, playlist. Much more to come by the way, and we'll yeah. be involving the community with that as well. 
Mortally says the way our DM is handling long rest is they still restore HP, but if a wound was inflicted, it still hinders. Oh yeah, definitely permanent wounds. Um, in our first session, our artificer got his arm messed up and he had to go until he made it up the first town to Jake. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do believe in scarring critical wounds. If your critical hit, uh, something hard, it's going to leave a mark. Um, Z looked pretty terrifying by the end of the campaign. That was before yeah. the horns. Yeah. He had half his ear cut off. He had a couple right. of scars on his yeah. face. That was yeah. messed up. Um, yeah. What... What I can, we do a different methodology. So you only can use your dice and they reset in the middle of a long rest. So if you're hurt really bad, you may use up all your, your dice during the long rest. So you don't have any for the next day. So it, I thought it worked great for us. It's a little hard to manage on D and D beyond, but for, for giving that realism of damage, I thought it worked great. Uh, Let's see. These are the ends. Oh God. Everything that was going on with the queen and king, the children, Arnathian plateau. <laughs> Yick's brew. That was a, that was yes. a hit. Um, I still that had a little so bit of Yick's brew. Run by Rick. <laughs> Yick. <laughs> Cobalt is a drooling problem and nasal drippage. Gosh. It, that was horrible. Like very, very gross. There it is. Yick's secret brew. It's made from his own saliva and rare earth. It smells like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody drink quite a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here I end up having to put a whole section called scrapped ideas. Um, <laughs> which was, this was, if th- this is something you guys have never heard. Cause I've never brought it up. If you would have fought craft, um, you would not have won. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this was, this was something I was, I'll be honest. I was kind of hoping you guys would fight craft. But yeah. So I wanted to so bad. <laughs> I know. I know he was level 20. Um, Ooh. of course. And he had the other, the other, uh, monstrosities with him there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would not have killed you, but you would have woke up on a ship, um, with Crackjaw the captain, um, it, it taking you down to be traded and, he would have took you down to that island in Lakes Golden Spain where where you found uh, Melu. Uh, uh, he was going to. We would have been uh, Mind Flayer. Um, um, yep, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Blaylock and Zoramir will notice this is a familiar place that they've, they've been before. Um, he was going to take you back to where where you guys were originally from from the start of the campaign first, and then take you to Lake Golden Spain. So there was, they were going to make you fight each other. <laughs> oh, I was going to take on Galtier. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Grayson and Zormir. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Of course. It's both times too. It's only those two. So that, that was some, that was one of my scrapped ideas. Interesting. His spit smells like flowers. Pardon. Uh, no, the, the brew he made once it's brewed because of the rare earth, um, smelled like flowers. Tastes awful. It tastes really awful. Um, let's show this real quick before we, yeah. What, what, what happened with the, uh, with the twins and the, the people that were after Arlo? Yeah. Well, with Arlo gone, 
and the chaos that ensued, they never, they, they never knew where the plate was. So that's what they're, they're technically still looking for the plate. Mm-hmm. They'll be looking for a long time. So, well, I mean, I guess the, the, it may come to play in like a one shot. So I guess, yeah. Well, they at the end of the campaign one, it said uh, they showed up to. Uh, yeah, they're hanging out Ishtab. with Ishtab. Ishtab. Yeah. And they said that your Blaylock has the plate that they're looking for, even though Grayson's the one that has the plate. <laughs> and the king of breakfast has a fake one. Mm-hmm. So. I want to get back to Dougal's real quick, and then I want to pass it to Tone to do some stuff before we get into some other things. Um, Dougal, this is one thing that we that we uh, kind of worked on and put together as a team and went over, but it's just a DM player agreement before you start playing. This is a session zero thing, and it, it basically goes through what what is, as the DM, this is my style of play. So you can say you're more RP-based, you're more combat-based or whatever, but it's you know, um, what, what, uh, they expect to get from me and then what I expect to get from my players. And of course the first line should always be have fun. It is a game. Um, so that's what I expect from my players. And then, uh, then it's just some, some stuff. Keep notes, get interested in the world and, and uh, keep track of your freaking gear guys. Is that why it's in bold letters? Yes. <laughs> recommendations and then and then some other stuff for us but i i recommend you putting something like this together if you mm-hmm. want a copy of this i can remove our specific stuff for our channel that doesn't apply to you and send this to you put it in the discord um it's just so that everything's out on the table of what you expect from your players mm-hmm. um then there's no surprises you know and like Clearly, we're all busy. We have different lives going on. But I think a big one, too, and I, I'm guessing it might be in there. Maybe you just said it and I just missed it. But, you know, just making sure that you're learning and knowing your character. Be prepared, you know, um, in a fight or an RP session. Like, you know, we like, listen, we all got things going on, right? Like families yeah. and whatever it might be. But, you know, when it comes to your turn, you're next. Be there. Be ready to go. Right. Know that that is totally in there. <laughs> know, you know, yeah, I figured it probably was. But, you know, like I mean, just knowing your character, like, listen, if you got to take 20 minutes on a random Thursday to just kind of refresh yourself before the next session, do it. You know, just learn a little about your character. I mean, I, even on the one shot the other night, because, you know, for me, like I haven't played a paladin in a while. Like there was just a couple of things. I'm like, I was just over here, like people are RP and I'm like looking up in deep, you know, conversations of like, okay, what's the best way to do this or when to do this, that sort of thing. So, you know, always kind of be ready for that sort of thing. I think that's really important. Um, you got any questions before I dive into the next thing? I've still got a few questions. Yeah, actually. Yeah, um, go for it. So uh, Arlo, as somebody who lost a uh, character with Nymoria, um, when that character died and you're like, well, I mean, you know, I, know, I don't know if you would have been, how long that had been since you started playing, but like you already invested some time into that things in that nature. Did it ever cross your mind that, you know what, maybe I don't want to create a new character. Maybe this is all I want to do. And I was good. It was, it was, um, let me, let me expand on, on what you kind of said there. So when she died, I literally felt like my heart was ripped out. You know, because A, she was my first character. I was really getting into learning how to how she works and the mechanics and being part of the group. And 
I mean, I literally was almost crying because she was like a part of me, you know, and then the way the, the way Chris, you know, intersected and he was RPing with her death. It, it was rough. Mm-hmm. It was rough. And after all that whole sequence was over, you know, and I'm done. And then I'm listening to everybody else RP with that on her death. I literally was like, I don't know how I'm going to make another character. Right. You know, what, what am I going to do? Because I, I, I don't know. It was just, it felt like my dog died. And I, it was I, just, it was that emotional. And, and I know we've talked about this a couple of times. There's been a few moments over the last three and a half years that have been like that, where even in the post, everybody's like, whew. Ooh, that um, was emotional. And, and I think that was Alberon's death. Yeah, Alberon was bad. Alberon was really bad because, uh, like, there's times behind the screen here, I, I like, I'm trying to feel like a maestro, right? Like I'm trying to play the right music to go with the situation. And I'm trying to give that feeling of sadness. And I think with that one, it just hit right. And I remember getting done and, and Rob, like, I think you were like wiping your eyes there. You're like, dude, dude, that, it was rough. that hit me hard. And then, and then like not long after that, Nemoria happened. So it was like, bam, bam. And, yeah. and it was really rapid fire there. Yeah. I was that, definitely, I think I was probably most, no offense, Rob or Zoramir, probably most affected by uh, um, Grovile because it was just the first time that I experienced yeah. having a companion fall and just seeing Burke be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there was like, it's it was just a sense of helplessness. helplessness. He's sinking yeah. in this, and like there's nothing you can do. But see, when you're immersed like that, it is definitely difficult to, you know, come out the other side and, and be unscathed like that. I mean, there's been a couple of characters. I mean, everybody's been introduced to the, my main character that I've loved over the last 30 years of playing D and D. And, you know, um, there were times where even she was looking at the end of the blade. Right. You know, but, you know, fortunately I was able to make it through, you know, three, four years or more of that character, but yeah, you get really super invested into that character really well, and it's a whole other, it's a whole other ball game with, with Alberon even though he was only a, an NPC for a short time, just the way that, that <clears throat> Dresden was playing him, uh-huh. you know, there was that whole thing at the end of his funeral where Zormir was still doing childish things that Grayson pretty much yelled at him that the wrong brother died. I mean, yeah. that was just, dude, I, that hit that was so rough. hard. I was, yeah. It was, I was like, like, again, not trying to be an asshole, but it was just like, Dude, your your brother just died, and knowing the path that he took compared to what Zormir was doing mm-hmm. was just like, are you kidding me? Your, your brother mm-hmm. just died, and you're you're sitting there trying to like right. steal pe- from people, and, and like, <laughs> yeah, man. In those conversations when Chris and I would be bouncing back things back and forth, there was always the question of like, what what can be done to bring like either not necessarily maybe a moral but really just like draw that emotion in to like put you as the players into these like decision making where you're like it puts you in that i guess it really was about emotion right like there were there were just times where it was like i want to see where we can run with this what you know what we, these choices we would have do with these characters in the heart tree oh if yeah it hadn't have been for alberon yeah oh that's too. and yeah. and since you since you brought this up this is perfect Perfect. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. 
I'm gonna play something for you here. Take another swig. Just look at everybody's faces. This is during Al Brown's yeah, funeral. a little bit out and I walk away. You see Grayson reach up and in a reverent manner takes his flask and pours a bit out on the floor. You hear it splash. It almost echoes in your ear just from the silence in this place and turns and nods at Zormir a bit and walks out. It was. <laughs> Those who you barely knew. And for that, you deserve honor. Only as the only manner I know how. And then I'll start to chant in the way of uh, my tribe when we have, when we uh, send people off. When they pass, it'll just be a low rhythmic hum. We'll just continue on for a few minutes. So that was, that was, I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. Mm. Yep. Do you remember that well, too? Yeah, I think that, that was definitely a turning point for Zormir because he, it was a oh shit moment where he started to become a little bit more serious and, uh, well, it had been a, not necessarily lighthearted, but a little bit more of a I'm going to find my brother kind of thing. And then everything that he had just spent the past months trying to do, finally found his brother. And then what for? Yeah. All right. I think we will sneak in here. We've got a big, big campaign to reveal that we did on the one shot the other night, but we're going to save that for the end. Uh, let's do another campaign to reveal. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. So as we did in the last one, we have digital characters again. So we've got our elf. And that guy. Great app. <laughs> I believe the term you're looking for is smurf. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I love the digital characters. They look great on the maps. Mm-hmm. And a, a special screw off mic for making me make this character because I had to Photoshop this one to make it happen. <laughs> 
It's so. going to be difficult. Yeah. It's like, it's like uh, what's that crane from like the turtles? Like, yeah, very, very much yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, you should have put the head in the tummy, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <sighs> yes. Cool. You got so another. Is that fun unless it's challenging? What is that app again? Um, that one is, let me look here. Uh, re-roll, re-roll. It's, it's like re-roll. five bucks or something like that. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought I had that app. It's a fun app. Very cool app. Very cool. App. Um, just to get in, cause, cause you know, time's running short and I want to make sure we hit the main notes. Um, these are the, this is the big notes. This is the ones tones had access to this whole time, but no one else has seen these. Um, Oh yeah. It's funny. So, so the whole time I was tracking where the pieces were, um, and who, who had them and where they were at. Uh, so, so I just would update them as you guys found them. Uh, this is what's funny. I told Blaylock this the other night being summoned by the necromancer. Broman didn't have a name yet. Has a connection to the necromancer. Didn't know what it was. Who's using the image of his mother to beckon him. Originally the image was just, it, it wasn't his mother. It was just an image. Um, just trying to get you to come to the tower. That, of course, all changed as as we move forward. Is this why Tone can't read? Is this why he doesn't stone stream anymore? <laughs> oh, here it oh, is. Jesus. Here it is. Has a tooth from the old witch. It's an intelligent item, and shoving the tooth into his flesh will cause it to <laughs> bury into. <laughs> That's all that I had. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you you didn't ad lib the whole thing when it actually happened, did you? Oh, absolutely. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> DMing is 80% ad lib, <laughs> 20% right. notes. Um, again, this was pre pre before I had note designs and before Google screwed up my outline, but I had a lot of the town information here for Shorn because you guys kept trying to take his axe. Um, yeah, we wanted it. He was actually, it was all based off of uh, Durnan's and his his stats. So if you know Waterdeep and Durnan, who runs the Yawning Portal in Waterdeep, Durnan's like a level 20 adventurer with a massive <laughs> sword, Grimvault. So that's what it was based on. So it gets a plus eight to hit, you know, 2d6 and all this other stuff. If you see right there, even in Durnan, I copied it straight out of the book. So it actually lops off limbs. <laughs> Uh, so what was the name of the weapon again? I didn't Grim, see it up there. Grimvault. No, 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 no. The one that you called it though. You called it something uh, different, like the job. Oh, the problem solver. Problem solver. Problem yep. solver. That's right. <laughs> um, there was this bard that had a deal now, with Shorn. I'll, I'll remind everybody. How did the DM tell us not to meet a mess with NPCs? He had a dragon attack the city, and then the innkeeper came oh, out yeah. there and beheaded the dragon and said, problem solved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and Oh, this guy's nothing to mess with. Yeah, and then we all sat there like, we're not going to take that. Yet. <laughs> that that's, a good, that's a good question there, Tony. You want to grab that from Cuddles? Uh, yeah, there, that's easy. It was Whisper because then she turned it into a PC. So, no problem. Uh, Cuddles asks, who is your favorite NPC and why is it King Cuddlesmore? 
Do you guys have a favorite? Favorite NPC? Yep. Mm-hmm. Boothock. Boothock. <laughs> yeah, Boothock was pretty great. Yeah. I, I I mean I'm partial to Kraft because he was he was such a, a like a neat character there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kraft too. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese, but that's different. Um, Leo. Leo was I, pretty good. I probably mm-hmm. liked Leo the best. Yeah, clearly Leo was good. We know. Yeah. That is where that I elemental to say Lucidia. Yeah, <laughs> that that's where that elemental gym came from, by the way. I gave these guys in the one shot all sorts of crap because I was like, it's a one shot. It doesn't matter. Yep. And then they kept it. And the first thing they did was forget they even had the alchemy jug. Yep. <laughs> so, woo, great. Because that was help. It, it does not help that that uh, Matt had most of them in his own bag yeah because he didn't share anything melted (laughs) and he died in lava which was funny you took that circlet for me that that jug was worth like 2500 gold pieces by the way um this was i think these are basically the one shot notes uh yeah Grove yeah, did not share anything. No. Here, there's a rogue in my party. Let me keep these uh, boots of stealth. <laughs> my, my nice. Might I say that was the easiest edge of darkness piece that you found the entire journey in yeah. that in that orc encampment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, a piece of the sword. Yeah. Um. And you went to the black wall. Can you share this notebook with us? Yeah, I could probably share it with you now. So, so wandering around the the desert, it was all done on survival checks on a 15 or less. You rolled a D 100. This kind of thing would happen on a 15 or more. I I like the, we did this kind of methodology uh, several times, like in the snow and in the desert, big open areas. Um, Barsis Children's Lair, the Crystal Room. There's there's the red, blue, and green crystal. Oh yeah! Oh wow! And then we tried to combine them to see what we could do, and we just blew up the poultice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Stone Hallway. There's some. I want to get to one particular. Oh, here's here's one. Is this the puzzle? The puzzle. Puzzle. I was going to ask you the puzzle that you guys left right before you guys were on right before I got on. Four suits of ancient armor resting on the sides of the room. Um, yeah. One without a reset switch. And this is where I was frustrated. I was like, what do you mean? I can't reset it. What, 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 what kind of, who makes up this puzzle? I love puzzles. Really? You couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have you another puzzle. I'll have you know that after that session, I I gave my wife this situation and read through all these, and she got it the first time. But she likes puzzles too. Yep. (laughs) Puzzles suck. So Mm -hmm. this is this is what you missed out on. This is the loot that you missed out on here. So uh, basically, two hundred and fifty gold pieces, which would have been real nice at that time. Uh, boots of the Winterlands, brooch of shielding, 
Uh, cloak of protection. Yeah. That's that one's a big one. Cloak of protection. Absolutely. No, Always. Yeah, he was definitely talking about that after when you guys didn't get all that good and stuff. And he did to wait, 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 wait. Stop. Scroll back up. Uh, Dust turns into a mimic and attacks them. A that giant does. mimic. <laughs> also, shouldn't shock anybody. Love I mean, mimics. Blaylock did try and pick one up and move it, and was promptly like electrocuted. Dougal says puzzles are fun. That's one. As players, how do you handle puzzles? Honestly, they hate them. This is always the problem. This is always my complaint is that we're given a visual puzzle. Okay. Where the characters can see it, but we're it's provided to us audibly. That's not that's always why, true. I did. Give why you I some visual ones. Too. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's like we need like a moving diagram that we can. Uh, right. uh, Camp A two, don't worry, it's coming. Yeah. Oh, I've got. <laughs> I've had three and a half years to to hone my craft. <laughs> I know it's been a long time since so we had some good puzzles since the Wizard's Tower. Yeah, we haven't had a puzzle in a while. Um, oh, man, you guys, this first session talking, guys. campaign Keep two. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say campaign two session one. So I the, the right one I'm on trying it. to the one I'm trying to get to. Oh, this. All right. Uh, I'm going to turn the first ring. Top or bottom? Wait, why is it just Top. the three of us? Okay. That's all we had. The east. This was okay. Uh, Pre-Nemoria. Yeah, pre-Nemoria. Oh, I, I came on right after. Yeah. Is this the one where I picked something up and I turned into pedestal. a mini? Yep. <laughs> and as you close to get close to... Uh, so they've been bugging me for the answers to these for quite some time. In place, just kind of settles in place. Yeah, because we never got that room there, did we? You didn't. Is... I think there was like two that we figured out, and that we was spent it. like we spent like almost an entire session trying to figure that. So, out. so Dougal, the the one key, the one key thing about puzzles <laughs> is puzzles should never impede the progress of the players. They're they're there to find rooms that can be maybe a nice story point or loot, but they should never stop the entire progress uh, of the thing. Can I point you to the, uh, the pool of acid with like strange looking like stones that you had to try and move across. Don't confuse puzzles with traps. That's a completely (laughs) different thing. (laughs) That was a giant pool of acid preventing us from moving. The same thing. Depending on you look at it, Blaylock. I agree. I, I loved, I loved that. That series of traps thought, going up that we tower. I thought we were going to die. I thought we were all going to die. And it was because, like, Blaylock was trying to hop, hippity hop across some freaking acid. And then you tried to eat the fish in that room, too. <laughs> uh, let's see. That was. No, you weren't there yet. So I want to get down to that. This is where. This is where we lost Grovile, where we had a great emotional moment with, with Blaylock and his mother. And. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time Broman's name actually came about. It wasn't until then. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And that, that was actually the origin of the stupid sigil that Blaylock put on his horn. <laughs> he was going to talk to his mother. <laughs> yeah. Mommy! Oh, what a brilliant character development point. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, the Wizard's Tower. I love the Wizard's Tower. It was just a tomfoolery all the way up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was was the Wizard's Tower where Zormir absolutely destroyed the lock. 
Well, you like failed, failed every lock times. check. Yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah. your shirt came about. That's where the shirt came yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. Dougal says, I shouldn't tell you the, the answers to those puzzles in that room. You could use them again. God, do. No, he'll just come up with more <laughs> psychotic ones. That's the best word for it. Psychotic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this fight was so fun for me. This was the one you went in and there was like, you hadn't really fought many magic users. There was a little wizard in there, but there was like these heads on the walls that were spraying cones of, of stuff out and they would cycle every round, which one mm-hmm. was, was, was spraying out. That, was that, that a roll of the die that put that put, or was it it's sequential? I thought we thought there was a sequence to it. It was a one d four. Okay, because we were like, oh, the, there's the pattern. Then we tried getting in front of it, like the and and avoiding it, and we got sprayed in the face. Genius! It was so great. Yeah. Um. Right tower. Ah, yeah. Um. That's where you had to collect the words from each floor to open up the door, which meant from the moon I gain power. Um, that was a fun puzzle within a puzzle. Um, so the first pedestal had a belt of dwarven kind, which I think you guys got that one. Yep. Yes. yes, I wore it. The second one was Brooch of Shielding. Um, which we, I think we got that one too, because I think Zormir had it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had that. Yeah, this ring one is what ticked me off. <laughs> this is the one where I grabbed it and I ended up shrinking and being in the, the inside dome. of it. That's right. Uh, I don't think that was pedestal three. No, because this one was a, a puzzle that was very much like the the suits of armor. So you had to move the ship um, in the right the, the right directions, basically. Um so the answer was you had to move it west and north and west and south and east. And that was all <laughs> that was all based on what's here from the portal. Uh, we flee our home. That was west because the yawning portal was west or was east of you. So you, you fled your home unwelcome in land. So cold um, never winter was to the north towards burning sun. We travel to lands unknown. The sun sets in the west. Oh, so you use places in the map that we didn't have. Yeah, exactly. You were from, you knew of that area. Yeah, but we didn't know what direction the yawning portal <laughs> was. <laughs> right. I, I had told you that the island was west of Waterdeep. Yeah. More, more than once. Two years prior. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep good notes, folks. Well, well, and to be fair, like, if you had remembered that and actually done it, I mean, the, the items were pretty substantial, as you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. He was giving you a freebie. Like, but... he, he was he was darn and determined to give us a cloak of protection. Uh, yeah. I, I really was. Um, Grayson just bought one. This, Yeah, this is the one great. <laughs> this is the one Grayson turned into. It says, around the pedestal is a phrase, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a gift of power for a gift of truth. Um, it disintegrated any item placed within it. You had to swap out a magic item to retrieve the cloak. So you actually had to put a magic item in to take a magic item out. I thought we did. I thought I tried. Yeah, nope. I could have swore we tried. Not a magic item. You tried shoving like a dagger or something in there and it just like. Oh my. Okay. Um, this one had deck of illusions, which if you know D&D stuff, that's a pretty powerful item. Uh, yes. So only the blood of the dragon may retrieve its horde. Um, you had to drink the right one. So you you could have drank them all. Um, 
but obviously sprout feathers for a day no problem your gender changes until the curse removes plus take force damage healing potion no problem um your, your teeth and nails grow unnaturally long for a day <laughs> Uh, and then you slowly begin to turn to stone over seven days. I was really hoping someone would drink that one. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Permanently? Yeah. Oh, yes. If you were to reach the seven days without doing something about it. Bastless blood. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it would have been cruel. That's the other thing, fellas. If you're DMing and then you play as a character and you know most of these monsters, you can't use that information. No. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that must be tough. Um, well, and then, I think I think Chris changed. Uh, I change things. a lot because it was. It's like that. At any time it would come, we'd come up a, to a monster. I would always ask him. I'm like, okay, me as a DM or me as a character, what would Grayson know mm-hmm. about this creature? Because there's, I mean, I've gone through the whole monsters manual. So the Pearl of Power on pedestal six, you had to blow the horn to summon the snake, which fell out of the angel's mouth and then kill the snake. And you had to get the venom from it uh, to, to get the pearl. Oh, I guess you did get it. You did get the cloak of protection. So you did swap out a magic item for it. Cause those are the three that okay. you got. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, I'm like, I thought, I thought we did. Um, as you can see, I have a lot of red for music. Like, put the cloak back. <laughs> Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Here's, uh, let's get through the pages. There's some grab and stab. One of your favorite games there. Uh, that was a good one. Ishtab, man. Ah, Ishtab was so fun. Ishtab. Yep. Would we have been able to kill him if we had actually fought him at that time? Was that even a possibility? Oh, yes. But being someone of intelligence, he he actually ran away. Oh, and look, I just stopped right here. Arlo. What? Nemoria lost her powers. Everyone gave her the magic item so she could help be effective. You go in this underwater fortress thing and you start walking around. The first thing you do is you start breaking the casks of liquid, which I had an item in there called the ale spark, which you remember this. It was an infinite healing potion. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Oh, man, you were. That was a homebrew item. Yeah. Yeah, It right here. It's a mini keg that contains five uses, refills at dawn. Um, Anyone who drinks has to make an alcohol, but is healed for 1d4 plus two. Wow. You broke it within the first five minutes. (laughs) That was so funny afterwards. Yeah, it didn't take long. So it was, it was, Wow. Yep, you're just like yeah. I'm gonna break the kegs open. <laughs> yeah, Dude, I Fred dursted it. I don't know if I was pissed or just disappointed. I was like, 
But, but what do you do with keg? You break them open to see what's in them. Take the Most cork out. No, no, you don't. <laughs> Put a straw in it. None of us. None of <laughs> us broke any of the containers. We opened containers. None of us smashed anything. It's like a Diablo Mario went in there and just smashing. started swinging. <laughs> That was another puzzle with uh, putting the rods in the right place. I remember that. Yeah, we got remember. that one, yeah. Yeah, you did that one. That was the first time you ran into like an abomination. Um, that that I think for Grayson is when it was, it was started the sobering process. You were like, "Uh oh, we're dealing with we're dealing with bad stuff now." Um, well, it's like uh, the uh, the claw, the healing claw. Yeah, in Ishtab's tower, y'all just threw it and never picked it back up. <laughs> Same thing with the fan. The fan. the fan was the other thing. Yeah, I think the fan blew across the hallway, and we just forgot to go get it again. <laughs> I love that. I fan. didn't. <laughs> so, so, so let let me just let me put this in perspective, Dougal. Let, let's we're peeking behind the curtain here. Let me Ooh. go to my homebrew collection. These are all the things. Oh, look at that at the top. It's the ale spark. Look at oh, yeah. that. But uh, <laughs> these are all homebrew items or monsters that I made Ishtab. for this campaign. Ishtab. There's there's one of Blaylock's favorite. I I enjoyed the tar out of that thing. That was a fun one. Uh, but but yeah um, yeah. There, we did a lot of homebrew things, which are. Let's uh, take a look at uh, Versa. So, yeah, twenty-two AC. Fear, uh, fear is five hundred or nine hundred hit points. Fear was the bad one. I personally like to divide the party and um, across an entire map and then start eating people. <laughs> Plus 17 to hit. He didn't really miss. No. Immunities, everything. <laughs> he doesn't have everything. But well, most dragons are immune to this stuff. Like, I don't think I even edited that. And, and Chris and I spoke about that afterwards, too. It's like <clears throat> we were sitting there having dinner, and it's like I think all of us would have had to have rolled a natural 20. I didn't catch this when I was building break it. the fear. That's yeah, from really. that's from a, a DC 25 wisdom saving throw. Wow. That was from a red dragons thing. That is, I didn't change that. No, no, I, and yeah, I'm not blaming you at all. No, no, like yeah. I said, we, we discussed it because no, it's it fine. Blaming, I'm like, well, I'm sitting there. I'm like, even at, so I had a, I had a twenty in wisdom, which gave me a plus five. I would have had to have rolled literally a natural twenty. Yeah. To break the fear. Uh, were you playing it as a twenty five, or did you drop it? I ended up dropping it. As you guys dealt more damage to it. Well, our rolls were just shit. Wisdom's well, anyway. a tough one. That's that's one of those that's one of those stats where I mean, which is why I like bards so much because bards attack uh, wisdom and charisma, 
you know, mm-hmm. as their as their checks, you know, so you, you're more you're more apt to uh, to succeed. And there's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. There's Ishtab's full name. <laughs> so what, what, was the, what was the deal with Ishtab? Like, was there was there more to him? Could we have interacted? Yeah, with they, them? we never really got into because I know the king was going to send a message to him. Yeah, um, kind of got lost. What happens if Namoria lived and he continued to try and get followers? Oh, it was going to become a big ordeal. Um, as as Namori was gaining this power, um, there was going to be a point she had to make a choice, and and it was going to be a difficult choice of, of again losing this power she has for the greater good, which then a, a good God was going to come in and say, I saw what you did. Um, you know, I'm here to, to save you. And then a, a battle would have ensued with, with Ishtab, all powerful Ishtab. Uh, he, he didn't make it to that point. Um, but it, it was definitely in the working because uh, Ishtab started out as a Merid, which is basically a water genie. Um, so, yeah That's pretty exciting crazy. yep it was really exciting and there he is especially proud of his deep purple pants <laughs> if i hear purple pants in campaign two it's instant 1d10 damage <laughs> i'm so, so you so, know it's gonna happen i'm so done we, uh, with purple pants <laughs> we were we were talking colors for our characters in campaign two and i'm like yeah yeah my character's gonna be wearing pants and he's like a warforged wearing pants and i'm like well yeah but there's a reason and i'm like i could have said i wanted purple Uh (laughs) yeah whenever from now until i die if ever i hear purple pants i will think of Ishtab. Ishtab, baby it's like mc hammer that's off the that's off the table it's Ishtab. so so dougal it's sultan Ishtab beige uh fedor that's how you pronounce the whole name. Stab. And Blaylock pissed him off. Yeah, bad. Bad. Blaylock had a problem with gods. When, when, when Ishtab appeared and you're like, how do you not know where your own follower is? I was like, I accept <laughs> your challenge. <laughs> my beer. Hi, babies. Um, all right, so we've got this. this. Keep in mind that was fresh off of Namoria dying, and then here comes the benevolent deity. It's just like, hey, where's my follower at? Like, oh, I, oh, I think oh, I think Tone has a question about something that happened in the in the temple uh, underwater with fish and Blaylock. <laughs> well, you pretty much just asked it. Why? Yeah. Well. It was it was more of a curiosity because he was he was always on this quest to know more. Now that was probably the borderline most chaotic thing that he ever did. Borderline, right? yeah, it was because he poured uh, lycanthropic blood into a pool, a pool of of piranhas. Uh, of piranhas and thinking that it would be like isolated to that a fun pool science of experiment. Yeah. And it wanted to see what would happen. And then nobody saw it. And then like all peppered throughout the campaign is this 
this, this these uh these fish are attacking fishermen <laughs> these hairy fish coming out and attacking every i was fully expecting like a hairy kraken to come <laughs> out of the water <laughs> ah the heart tree some of my best work anything big we missed there i don't think you really missed anything oh i don't think you remember this though a letter to Lucidia from her husband. Oh. And huh. she had and she had children, but the children and her husband died. I do not remember that. I remember the note. Yeah. Is that the same Lucidia? Yes. Okay, that I did not get. No. I do remember that we found because it was there was her, her husband notes. was in there. Yeah, there were numerous notes, and her husband was in there. Um but it's something she just concealed. Uh, I mean, as a visage of whisper, uh, she privacy was a, a big thing. So she did not speak of it. Um, the heart tree was so good, but yeah, scar would have totally destroyed. That's where you found Aberon. No, scar would have destroyed the rest of the party. Yeah, yeah it would, all it that madness been. going around. Oh my goodness! I mean, Scar barely knew his uh, the, the rest of the party by the time he, he he finally threw in the towel. I don't think you guys did this one. What? This was the coffin room, and there was a coffin, and a ghost came out. Yeah. Oh, this is where somebody went and no. said something on the pedestal, right? Yeah. No, Grayson said, "Don't mess with the dead." So we said, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> So, so if you would have three rings worth 90 gold piece, one necklace with a large emerald worth 200 gold pieces, a golden crown oh, worth 300 and a vicious rapier plus one, which was for Zormir actually. Yeah. But we yeah, all said Grayson knows about this and we should not mess with the dead. And he was very adamant about it. Very adamant. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, then we had the Kings and Queens of old. Then the whole uh, is this one of the kings was missing on that. Wasn't supposed to be Elvis. No, he was not there because his agent um, stole his money. Um, <laughs> Good answer. I, I watched the new movie too. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, which one is this? Oh no, no. This this is just getting into Lonoris Vay. Um, Yeah, so there, there's more Lucidia and the lady who performed the 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 funeral. Mm. The probably. Oh, go ahead. I think my favorite part of this one was just the end when when the the, the king was killed, put down. Yeah. Well, that was heavy. That was that was heavy. one of the big ones that. Yeah, that was great, great story right there. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that I think the funniest part out of all of that was like Grayson calling him out as a vampire and like half the party yep. sitting there like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> that was bold. That was one of the big ones that uh, me and Jurassic were talking about that we were really excited about because we knew it was going to be a test of you guys as a core group, like how you're going to decide to handle that situation. <laughs> Yeah, so like that started here, 
was that like an hour Sunday conversation back and forth or something? <laughs> it was like it was one of our long ones. Look, it, yeah, I think so. Um, and and, and well, it I com- think it it helped that Lucidia pushed Grayson on that whole thing. So there there was choices there. Mm-hmm. So like first choice, if if and and this is the stuff that drives you nuts as a DM because you try to prepare for what what may happen. So if they choose to say or do something about the vampire situation, you got to do this. Um, second choice. If you just let him stay there and live, you know, Lucidia stays quiet. Like you would not have had the relationship with Lucidia because of that. And then if you choose to kill him, that, that was, that was so good. And then, like I said, that was a lot of, of writing. He really killed himself. I was just there. Yeah. <laughs> let's not let's not forget uh, the the band of traveling minotaurs. Um, oh, look yes. at that contango. Contango. Yep. <laughs> uh, gather friend Blaylock Jastin because there can be more than one Steve in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There can be. That's right. <laughs> um, I love the flute player though. Gagmaster Carnish the third. His father didn't like him. His father's name was Will. They call him third. <laughs> <laughs> the big crab. Remember the crab? This is around when Nemoria died. The smashers and the crashers. Yeah. All um, oh, those stupid hippie dwarves. Oh, yeah. This was, yeah, when we got immediately arrested in Breckenstrud. <laughs> <laughs> seems, so, seems so long ago, doesn't it? Yeah, nah. then what that's when D and D meets total recall and we all have little like like uh necklaces around our neck and they're gonna explode. No, that's not total recall. That's um what's the art what's the Schwarzenegger movie where Total Recall? Are, no, 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 no. Where he's no, uh, running man. Running man, yes. Well we had little running man necklaces on there that our heads would explode if they if we did <laughs> anything wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you remember you remember the um the fire elementals that came out and you like blew your turret up to collapse the hallway to trap them inside in Uth Melanon? Who does a lot of running? <laughs> was Uth Melanon yeah, where what was gonna, was convinced what, what, what was gonna happen? Hmm. I mean they were gonna fight you. What what'd you what'd you say, uh oh, James? Was a circlet of blasting? Yep. <laughs> Um, was Uth Melanon where Zormir was convinced that he had lost everybody and was running around the halls? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You were like, because the doors ah! were one were one way doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dougal, we had hippie dwarves. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> Blaylock was, was like, nope. Grayson just sitting in a corner drinking. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, which I hated worse. Was Cider Point or the hippie dwarves? I think Cider Point. Well, I think that, no, I think Cider Point because we had to spend more time there. Uh, that's where the Gigas charm came from. Another homebrew item that'll never see the light of day again. Why? Wow, that was nice. Why? Wait. Grayson just goes over there and scratches his nuts, and he's healed after an hour. <laughs> Why did I clean his nuts? I used uh, it every time before with long rest. <laughs> yeah, he was. Except, he, except, except when we were in the ice flame peaks, you're like, I'm not using it here. I <laughs> will turn right. it into an ice cube. <laughs> yeah, damp for an hour. Um, so so while we're going through that tone, what did you think, knowing all of this and seeing the choices that we that that we made? That's true. 
Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, um, I'm clearly big into RP. That's my favorite part of D&D just generally anyways. But And I do enjoy combat. Don't get me wrong. That's why I play rogues. But, um, you know, I guess maybe a little bit of it was just the just because I do enjoy a little chaos. I was excited to see just how bad it might turn and where you could go with it. Um, but realistically, I think at the end of the day for me, the excitement was just when you guys would say, man, that was really cool. Or, you know, really kind of stumped you on like thought process, or you were just like, man, that was really neat. Like how that played out or how that went. Like that's the stuff that I really get a kick out of. I, I love writing tales. So um, for me to see, that stuff coming fruition, no matter which way it goes, is really exciting. Like I, I just absolutely adore RP. So, mm-hmm. um, there's obviously a lot here as time mm-hmm. as time wanes away from us. There is one situation I want to bring up so we can um, again ask Arlo a question. And this is a video I don't think we really put out, but uh, we're gonna watch it right now. Natural twenty. Are you are you playing his death scene? Are you serious? Yeah, <laughs> uh, and if the damage the you face. take is equal to or greater than half of your maximum hit points, you are decapitated. You are decapitated. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> He hit you for 156. That's terrible. Uh, never, oh never lose that clip. That was hilarious. I, I, <laughs> wide-eyed. And I only noticed it like when I was cleaning it up to put out there on YouTube for that episode. And I, it was your face when you looked up because you're obviously looking at something else or, or prepping for something else. And, and yeah. you just stopped what you were doing and your eyes were like the size of half dollar. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> you were, you were just, you were totally speechless. Um, mm-hmm. In uh, in this, um, let's let's I think show. That was the only deadly card we actually ever pulled. Yeah, because there's only like a couple in the deck. There's like four. Yeah, and I'm thinking that even if I was at full health, I think I still would have died or had been uh, really really close. If you were if you were at full health, it wouldn't have done double your the the uh, your health. Yeah, um, it's just. That mean now because you'd be talking about like four hundred damage or you know three hundred damage. Yeah, because I think the both of us were within ten hit points of each other, and I think I was at two twenty. Yeah, it was just the gauntlet we had to endure beforehand, and then all of a sudden this giant thing comes out there and lops your head off, or lops a. It was just bad luck. I was running running points so that they could get that caster. You know, I'm like, I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of him. Yeah. Just I'll, I'll distract him. No, one just, round. Just as a side note to all you that are with us, there is not one character that would have survived that hit. Uh, well, <laughs> Galtier would have because he can't be crit hit. Can't die. Yeah. I can't yeah. be crit ever. Um, I need to go to bed, but I want to listen. Well, let's do a couple things, Dougal. We're getting late, so let's show you a couple things, and then uh, we'll let you go to bed. So 
This is one that a lot of you have not seen. The the players have, but um, oh. this is Candor's Keep. This is going to be one of the new cities on the new map. So, so dense. It's so dense. Yeah, um, we're we're trying to improve our uh, map making skills. We've come a long way from the the paintbrush mm-hmm. Drakenwald. Uh, this is just one one big city. So it's got districts and everything else. So that's one of the things that's coming. Um, but um, makes for good parkour. Blaylock loves uh-huh. parkour. Parkour, parkour. Um, but I thought it was a made-up word for the longest time. I thought, but like people that played Minecraft made it up so they can hop around on blocks and come to find out it was a real thing. I'm like, what? Everything's a made-up word. We we showed this the other night, and some might have missed it. But here is the official sneak peek video for Campaign Two. The islands of Frasia have been at peace for a thousand years. Trade between the islands has become profitable as the success of its people and inhabitants grows. But peace doesn't last forever. shadow looms in the distance. An air of unhappiness has been spreading as a new plague rips through the aisles. The mysterious sickness targets children, infecting the masses and threatening the future of Frasia. The gods have become enraged. It is rumored that they have left this world altogether. Few are chosen as their avatars, but those avatars stay hidden in the shadows, watching the people of the island. grows colder. The people do not know what they have done, and nor do they care, as the chill in the air freezes them. to retreat to their homes. The world is no longer safe in Frasia. So the islands await a savior that they do not know they need and they do not know they want to save them from this peril and plague.
<laughs> there we are, folks. That is our official trailer for um, campaign two. We're going to get that out on social media tomorrow. Um, kudos to uh, James for the uh, voice effects and things. It was pretty great. Pretty great. So we're excited over campaign too. Um, so fanboy, you said you have a, f- a couple more. Uh, yeah, questions. I got just a few more questions yeah, that's here as well too. So really, I, I think it's time. We haven't really thrown a whole lot at you necessarily. Or I feel like I haven't. And but, that's know, it for tonight. So thank you for uh, all. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. So, um, you know, what do you feel like being that you were streaming as well too? you know, I, I mean, I'm guessing the DM thing you've been doing slowly over time anyways, but what do you feel like was the big learning curve for you? Ugh. Um, balance. And, and, and I think it's something you never, you never quite get because you want the players to have a meaningful encounter. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you set up something and then immediately they're like, crit, crit, crit. And you're like, that, that was supposed to be dangerous. So right. you have to kind of adjust on the fly to give it that feeling. And then on the flip side, a la like Varsith Reborn, you're like, this should be a, a fine encounter for their level. And then you miss something and they're screwed and you're watching them and it's not fair for them to die because I made a, a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'll fudge the dice in that favor, the favor of that, because what else are you going to do? I mean, that's unfair. If you're fighting something out of a book, it's one thing, but when you make something, um, so I think, I think the biggest lesson I've learned from DMing, uh, these last few years is, is balance and trying to find what my players enjoy doing and, and try to hit those marks because I enjoy DMing, but if they're not enjoying the story and are bored, then why are we even doing this? So what do you love the most about it? I, of course, I'm, I, I love the storytelling, right? I love building, dropping the breadcrumbs and, and watching the, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me look at my notes. Never mind. I'm Zoramir. I, I mean, I'm looking at Mike's notes. Um, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Could be better this time. <laughs> uh, and, and making those connections. And then coming out and asking the right questions because I'm like, oh, good. They're paying attention. This stuff, this stuff is happening. Um, That's the best part for me. That's what I enjoy so much is that the the aha moments. Okay. Okay. What about the last four months? Sorry. I think the last four months I told him, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not taking notes anymore. (laughs) 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 I'm like, I'm done. That's great. Uh, What would you say you hate? that I hate um, yeah. when the players take like, too long on their turn. <laughs> yeah, I like to close my character sheet and then reopen it right when my turn's about to start. Um, I like yeah. to summon lots of creatures and then try and figure out the, what, what they're going to do right at the moment where it's my turn. Yeah. So, so I'm not, I, I obviously I, I like the, Role playing is my favorite. I love doing voices. I love the story. I love the emotion. I love the music. Um, 
love designing things and stuff and, and just loving the brand. And uh, above all, I, I love our community. And when they ask me questions of like, so what's really going on with Zoramir? What's really going on? With, you know, because it, it shows that they're engaging in the story as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like combat. I think combat's boring. I think it's a, something that's hard to to balance because there's sometimes combat needs to happen and then it becomes a two, three hour combat and you're just like, go roll the freaking dice. Yeah. And then, and then when the players and it's no fault of theirs, they're burnout too. And they're just trying to use what, I mean, they're throwing everything, but the kitchen sink, but they're like, um, well, I think, no, I'm not going to do that. Hold on. Um, I'm going to cast this. Okay. What kind of damage is that? Um, let me go look. Jesus, just make this be over. <laughs> like, right. just, I throw just, a torch. The, and I mean, there's so many times where in the combat, the, the monster will have like five hit points left. And it's just like, just hit them. Hit them. <laughs> like, yeah. Even if it's unarmed. <laughs> right. Um, but, but I use hate such so loosely there because it's still fun. Right. Like it, it, it's like choosing between, um, you know, a White Castle bacon slider and a regular White Castle. Oh, They're both on. delicious, do but I like the bacon one better. This is not a platform for that BS. <laughs> <laughs> we'll that your your stomach and your ass don't like either. So <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah or how, how about like choosing between like certain beer at Third Eye then? Like they're all That's good. Nice. They're but I like good, some yeah. better than others. It's a little bit better. That's fair. Okay. That's a realistic that, there. one here. Cuddles has a question out here. How do you all feel about the channel points? And how mad are you that he stopped using his? Uh, but that overall great question. Like, what do you feel about the channel points? How, what, I mean, are they we going to keep that for a lot? Oh, yeah. Time? The community saved the lives of these players more than once. I agree. Oh, yeah. um, they will return. Uh, and I realize some of you have a lot build up. Um, we're going to try to put, are we going to have to like, well, we can't really wipe the deck clean with them, but we, we can't, I don't think you can reset channel points. Um, uh, but why? I mean, uh, we do more. How many do you have? <laughs> Dougal loved him once he noticed them. They will return. They'll have new effects. Uh, we're going to try to keep it interesting. We, we want to keep, um, we want Holy to, keep, cow. <laughs> we want to keep you. I even considered, and this may be a long target. If you got a hundred thousand, you get to be a guest slot for X amount of episodes. Well, he's on it. Wow. What do you think about that? You know, That's a good show, idea. shows your loyalty to the to to us. So let bring bring you in. Um, and then after our ban from Twitch, um, right. we'll come back on uh, something. Right, right. Cuddles get you that ban real. They fast. still need to sign the DM agreement for a guest spot. Yes, there there are regulations and rules for our for our guest <laughs> players. For NPC, but, yeah. they they can't come on there and start like and and get us booted off of all. The but platforms. but you know, like as Rob said, like a lot of us, uh, Mike included, we we watch other D and D streamers out there, try to tune in uh, now and then, see what they're doing, see if we can get some inspiration from them. Mm -hmm. And I personally didn't run into any other that were using the channel points for that. Um, mm -hmm. So I felt it was something unique that that we could do to help get people involved. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe the there's other people out there that will you know use that idea after you started that too. Right. You know, inspire I, I people. I think adding the uh, timer inspiration was great. a, a high, uh, helpful thing too. So that way it wasn't like, oh, this round we're doing this, this round we're doing that, this round. You know, they got to be meaningful. I mean, 
Yeah. You're spending money to, to, to earn these things. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I crap. think that's something we should probably keep. But it, you know, I think in the end, I think um, it's just so, it's so awesome. I, I mean, I, I looked down there we have 182 followers this time last year. I, I don't think we'd broke a hundred yet. Um, we were asked to do Midland Mall Comic Con and that was so fun. And and we met some really great folks from that. Um, we've just, we've just really enjoyed our community getting engaged and asking questions and seeing the discord grow and working with banter and babble and you guys supporting us and, and, and cuddles supporting us. Um, all, all you other streamers like in our, in our community is, has just been fantastic. And, uh, it really helps drive us to go forward in the end. If there was just one, we'd still be playing, but, uh, right. Right. But the seeing, seeing the love, seeing people buy the shirts and, and stuff. That's so great. Yeah, I agree. That's great. So, um let me see here so i I don't know if you want to do some more content or i can come back to another couple questions let's go 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 a few more questions i i've only got uh, a a couple different things that i feel are relevant i got a galt here so with you in the storyline involving your sister um was that surprising for you and how did that affect or maybe change you as a player um or did it not like did it not really overall affect the way you were playing so um when when Melu was actually introduced back at the camp or on a prison, when Drafton's just sitting there describing, I'm like, wait a minute, but this has gotta be Melu. And then when he finally dropped, I was like, oh god. <laughs> um, but then like she got taken away. I never actually got to see her for the entire time. And then we went to the islands to go find her. Um I mean, I was it was super excited to have her like back and alive and then like you know i thought she's i thought she was acting a little weird but like it has been a while since i've seen her she's basically has ptsd right now mm-hmm. and then like i'm off in breakfast for it and i'm listening to them talking all of a sudden he's like yeah they, they drop and there's spiders crawling i'm like what <laughs> that um, was a that was a shocker to me and it, it's the say, one time Grayson didn't use detect freaking magic. <laughs> but what makes right. it better is Grayson just said, Hey, your sister, we, uh, we're with your sister. She's doing good. Right. And I think that was a big kick in the nuts to Grayson when that happened, because Grayson doesn't trust anybody. And then for this to happen. And it's like, he had the one thing mm-hmm. that could have, figured this out and i didn't use it <laughs> um, that, that's it a that's a late. great question cuddles that i want to hear an answer from everybody on that one but it, it definitely uh-huh. hit me hard when like she's dead and i i try to make that prevalent in that episode where i'm like what the you mean and then like i need to leave and yeah. i went back to hang out and had that session there um I mean, I'm still not the greatest role playing as it is, uh, dude. You've gotten so much better, though. Like, yeah, and I, I would say the way your character reacted that was kind of spot on, kind of even with your character. To be fair, I mean, by the way, I appreciate that too. I really yeah. do. R- um, RP doesn't come naturally; it comes no. over time, and it takes practice. Well, like what's less hysterical is as everyone but Tone and probably Arla really know this. Uh, 
In D and D, I take a back seat when people are talking because I don't want to be a dick and overspeak people. But in our Discord chat, oh no, I'm obnoxious. <laughs> you? Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Is like we're trying to make it like get him. We need a little bit of that that we call it wombat rage. Like, yeah. In D and D, so that is. <laughs> So that he can come in there and interrupt people, and then you know, because he he does really well when he when when he's when he's talking, interacting. There have been some some, some missteps, but goodness, Blaylock, you know, uh, poisoned piranhas with like <laughs> so you know we all have missteps. And Shazzy. Yeah, so I mean, it's just it's just uh, you know, it's something that we all kind of learn, and we have to, and yeah. like as other players, we kind of have to know, you know, and be be aware of that, so we're not stepping on toes. So, what one comment I want to make is that nobody questioned why Zormer was drinking acid. Yes, no one questioned why Galtier was drinking potions in the middle of battle. Not until the end. So, like, yeah, of course, True. no one questioned why Zio is doing stuff too. Uh-huh. And that's well, and that's I something I never brought up because. In the heat of combat, I'm not really like if I was in the heat of combat, I'm not really paying attention to what yeah, the heck's going else with when I'm with somebody were. else. Yeah, you know, so like you would you have know, seen why, like passive perception wise, you would have seen him. I mean, you fought I mean, beside no, him a lot. I mean, <laughs> popping a potion. I mean, oh yeah, and I was also making them during their short yeah. rests or during yeah. the rests. Yeah. Yeah, he's setting out an alchemy kit during the rest. Yeah. <laughs> what you doing over there, bud? It's the only yeah. thing I can do before I fall asleep during my turn to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. So, so Cuddles asks, when Amazon Prime picks up uh, the campaign here as a TV show, who do you want to play and voice your character? Peter Dinklage. There no. we go. Zormir is played by Peter Dinklage. <laughs> oh. There you go. There you go. There you All go. right. Grayson, I, I could see that. Carl Urban, Carl Urban. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's fucking perfect. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, the gladiator guy, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. You guys, I'm googling who these people are. Right. <laughs> gladiator guy. Is that which is this guy's last name? Going to drive to ten hours. <laughs> it's a guy, little bit longer than that guy. Guy Fleekman. You <laughs> might get that reference. Guy Fieri. <laughs> Fieri, I think, is the only one I know. Blaylock, who who would play what actor would play Blaylock? So I'm I was thinking who's the uh the Paul Blart guy? Is that Kevin something? Kevin James. Kevin James, yeah. Yeah, Kevin James as Blaylock. <laughs> 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 Wait, what? <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Somebody needs to get this photoshopped oh, in did. some form. <laughs> oh, and and good. Arlo, who plays Arlo? Who plays Arlo? What I want, probably what is true, is probably two different things. I think Keanu Reeves playing Arlo would be cool. I can kind of see that actually. With yeah. him being, I can actually really see that. Not yeah. Ichabod Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow. <laughs> Oh wow! Thought we were friends. Oh, wow! 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 <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm, not, the... I'm not adverse enough in actors to be able to say somebody. Yeah. So what's what is the uh, what is Draston going to do with the Stephen King like cameo that he would make in the movie? 
<laughs> right. Are you going to be like Kayleen? <laughs> yeah, I was just, just going to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who would, who would play Broman? Who would play Broman? Um, it, it, like, hold on. Um, how about, uh, it, it would guy, be, uh, if he just had a birthday though, the, um, on, no, no, honestly, in my head, if, if he was still alive, um, Christopher, um, Count Dooku, um, oh, the guy, Sodaman. No, the guy who plays Count Dooku. Um, yeah. and, and, he's also Sodaman. And Sodaman, yeah. I think I'm he would make a perfect bro. Christopher Lee. Christopher I, Lee. There we go. Uh, that would be good. That'd I want to point actually. this out real quick. Um, Kevin James was the voice of Otis the Cow in the barnyard. Oh, <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Holy shit. That's too um, funny. So, I, was th- I was thinking for Roman, uh, Javier Bardem. I don't really know who that is. No Country for Old Men. I've oh, never seen it. Oh, that's really? good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The villain from Skyfall. Yeah. I've never you know, seen any Bond Chris, movie. Yeah, Dressen isn't really. What? what about the voice of Scar? Who is that guy? What's that guy? Oh, Jeremy Irons? Jeremy Irons. Irons. Yeah, there you go. And, and he's done a D&D movie before, and it was terrible. 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 What about um, uh, the guy that plays? Uh, the, that's right, Sir uh, Christopher Lee, the cousin of uh, um, Alan Rickman in uh, Prince of Thieves. The one who oh, says, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, the guy, you, why, why would you use a spoon the, or the, a knife the, for a fork? Yeah, and he was just in. Um, nope. Nope. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the only good part of that movie. Um, we're not going to no go one, on that no route. Find, nope. No one finds that funny at all. Yeah, everyone does if they've seen it. It's terrible. It's flying but blanket. He, he would be a. He'll be a good Roman though. Um, so, so one thing, okay. So, so tone is really the one that pushed me into streaming or whatever. But then as I got into it, he's like, Dresden, you gotta, you gotta do more content. You don't have enough content. And I'm like, well, what do you else you want me to do? He's like, you're gonna have to come up with some stuff. So there's some failed ideas that happen. And I actually just played this for Mike the other day as we were exploring. Um, here's one of the failed contents <laughs> that, that never came to be. And he doesn't know what I'm talking about until he sees it. And when Tone sees it, he's going to be like, oh. I know. So mad about this. Should still do it. Dungeons and Drastons. Oh jeez! Yeah, and I was like, "What?" It was, it was good until Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, well, that part, yeah. But the, the the thought behind it was is that he could spend, uh, you know, make a few clips a week for just a few minutes each, and just give out like actual DM tips, like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. um, you know, the maybe eventually you could have like time big. Uh, no, just don't don't play games instead of games. right don't enter to enjoy the whole rest of your life after yeah, work like, what are you doing just like, make content well i mean you play 40 hours a night to get like high level on a mmorpg the first day it comes out you think you could spend a couple hours you know? yeah Go on, dude. and we didn't even get our um we didn't even get our raids in this week so no it didn't because i we was got distracted by gloomhaven. Busy. Yeah, gloomhaven yeah gloomhaven is great um yeah. Yeah. i know king i know yeah i know right yeah no, so so going forward, that brings up a good topic. There are some new things we're going to do for this um, campaign too. And the big one we did Toasty Dragon Tales before. 
which I loved. It just became such a time commitment um, that, that I just uh, personally could not continue. I was burning out pretty fast. Um, but this next campaign too, we are actually going to have, uh, I think we agreed on like two to five minute clips. Uh, and it's just going to be a rundown of what happened in the last episode. That way, if you're catching up and you don't have time to watch the entire three, four hours, you can watch this little clip and get the the thousand foot mm-hmm. view of everything. So that's going to be something we're going to do for this next campaign. <clears throat> nice. Are you going to release that on a podcast as well? Uh, Probably. Yeah, just like a little you know, recap. Just call and you can even title it recap. Yeah, yeah, do go. And I don't think you're alone. I appreciate it because, like, like mortally crafted is like they're going through um, all the all the sessions right now, and being able to kind of skip forward and get caught up would be beneficial. And watching an hour's worth of mm-hmm. five minute videos is going to get you way further. Yeah, no, that was three a.m. You might as well just stay up. One one of the first D and D podcasts I'd ever was uh, by a um, it was a group called Major Spoilers, and Major Spoilers once a week would release these like forty five one hour sessions, mm-hmm. uh, and it was called Critical Hit, and it was amazing. Yep, they're still familiar. doing it now. They're and they're and it's really good. Uh, I'd I'd recommend um, you know to go into Isn't them that, and get uh, some. Um... Some Steven, of the Wizard Steven, of the Coast guys too involved in that? Uh, I don't think so. It's been, I mean, it's been a while, but the, Sly uh, the, Flourish and all those guys or something. Like uh, that? This is Steven Schleicher and uh, his group mm-hmm. at Major Spoilers, uh, but really good. Uh, they do a lot of comic book stuff, but they also do the uh, the critical hit, which basically they just have like a what they do a, a like a session for like five to six hours, and then he'll split it up and then right. release that release and then release it we a week at a time and it's really good yeah so um tone you got any more questions yeah um just a couple more to finish up here yeah uh, let's see here uh this is just a brief one for mike thoughts on digital dice oh. <laughs> <laughs> i know we got a touch base on it a little bit but yeah some something's definitely got to be brought up about that because there's what you had happen on the one shot i mean i had three threes right in a row it should not be that way the likelihood of that happening is pretty low yeah yeah something is definitely wrong with the algorithm i am i am terrible at math and i can tell you that mathematically the roles i was doing saturday night that's not is it probable? Sure. Very possible? No. I've never, never, ever had roles like that. And that's just, I mean, I get why the digital is important. It makes sense and it should be done. But my God, that was, that was abysmal. I had 120 at, towards the end and the, everything else, I think I passed one check. Everything else was below double digits, below a 10 right. the entire and time. At least with, at least with physical dice, like if you're having a bad night with physical dice, most people have more than one set of dice. Right. You can you can switch out your digital dice. There's multiple sets. Yeah, that's right. is the Detroit Lions of dice rolling. <laughs> Just because you change the appearance doesn't mean it doesn't have the same algorithm. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's but at right, least it yeah. fails prettier. So wait, oh. so you have to give your dice to somebody else for them to actually do well? Yeah, dude. Yeah. 
It's oh, ridiculous. I, I think that I think the dice fairies shine down good on me on a lot of nights. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. Yes, but I, the rest um, of us uh, not so much. Except right, for when right. you're up against the creature of the giant cleaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh uh I retired my long term like the dice I use from like second edition. They're retired back here behind me in a little case, but I uh I definitely have multiple sets and there is an old old uh uh kind of wives tale about touching uh people's dice. You don't touch people's dice. It's it's, it's bad. I'll throw out an entire set just because somebody touched my dice. And then I'll just let people at the Midland Mall Comic Con use mine. I don't care. Right, 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 right. So I'm I'm blessed uh, by I'm blessed by Mercer. So oh oh look at oh no you want to see hold on hold on oh yeah okay hold on yes he got to stand next to Matt Mercer yeah so so look who's behind me Ashley yeah who's the smart one here and then and then here's Mike and look who's Ashley. Wah, wah. Uh, so oh, that's, uh, is it bad that I've stopped watching Critical Role? <laughs> well, it's rough right now. It's definitely rough. Um, um last last, last uh, yeah. real couple ones here, just kind of um like I said, uh were you surprised? And this was this is of course kind of uh, also for really everybody too, but I know it was Mike was tied directly into it, but I know Zoramir was also there too. Was it quite a surprise when i did come in out of nowhere and uh got to play the actual whisper my old uh character out of nowhere and link back to a story figure oh yeah oh yeah mm, for sure it's, it's always fun to have <clears throat> have people come in and and that's the thing too is it's like you know when we had when we had cherry come in that was so great mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we all talked about that afterwards and we're like you know having people from the community come in and uh play an npc for a session or two or or whatnot you know as long as people are well aware what you know you you just can't go off on a tangent you know there's the story to be said i think that's great it it gives you know chris a reprieve for a little bit and uh you know people get to interact with us more than just on on the twitch chat because i'll be honest for a while i didn't even have twitch up you know, yeah. I was relying on some of these other guys to, you know, if, if somebody used some points on me or whatever, I'm like, oh, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as a mark for my favorite uh, character I ever played in D&D 2, what about the end when she showed up? Uh, I loved how X was Chris's idea. It's like, hey, she's going to show up on the carpet and give these guys a ride. Some, like, some deus, a deus ex machina yeah. and then, you yeah. know, whisper comes in. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think there was a point they were all settled that they were going down with the tower or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we're getting out of here. <laughs> and then you fight a dead, undead dragon. Cool. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Now that that's all the questions I really have. Thank you for letting me. Uh, well, thank, yeah. Thanks thank for, for asking them. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for hosting. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Um, again, we appreciate all the support uh, for everybody. Um <clears throat> I think I was one. I was that one time. Drastin came into your GTA RP, and you were in your underwear. Okay. What? I, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I think it's a side conversation. It, it must yeah. be. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for coming out. I hope it was interesting. These guys want the me to share the notes to them so they can scour them mm-hmm. profusely and try to yep. make sense of them. 
into um, the mind of madness. For real. And and you'll see it, you'll see them progressively get better, like <laughs> as my note-taking skills uh improve through to the end. Um as always, we we love our community. We love you guys coming by. You don't want to miss next week. As far as I know, we are starting on Monday. Um, I, I got a lot of writing to get done, but I think I can get there. We may not have all the bells and whistles ready, uh, but we may have enough to get going. Um, I'm very excited. So new characters, new stories, low level. They'll be level one. Mm-mm, crazy. We're just going to RP our way up to three. There you go. <laughs> Milestone it. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So <laughs> this this was a lot of fun. We'll get this put out on uh, in podcasts and, of course, on, on our YouTube channel. Um, keep coming back. Uh, great questions tonight. Dougal, sorry for you staying up till 3 a.m., but we love that you came by. Drop in the Discord, ask any question you want. We have a lot of experience here that can comment uh, on there. And then you can catch us playing games on the official, unofficial pre-show show to Banter and Babble on Wednesday. Let's be real. It's a- I, mean, I mean, really, what is the team going to wipe on in the first in the first fight? Are we going to be fighting some rats and then the rats are going to get the best of us? Yep. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking you all fight an owlbear. You know, like oh what is with some, the owl bears? I, I don't work. Orcs. Let's try to be less orc centric this time. <laughs> yeah. Let's make orcs, orcs look in a in a better light. <laughs> so. oh <my> gosh. <laughs> Maybe they're just misunderstood. Yeah. They could be. They yeah, could hamsters. Be. Yeah, get more hamsters involved. More more hamsters. Yeah. Hamtaru. Campaign well, three. You know, they're making orcs a playable race now. Yeah, well, they, they're they're part of the core rules now instead of a, an a add-on. So, but we can't get a null after second edition having them. Come on, we we have one. That's my thing. I'm like, how Same. is it you're making all these characters, these races that are supposed to be evil, but your reasoning for not doing a null is because they're evil. You know, wow, look at this. Sense. Look at this from Dougal. I wake up for D&D on Mondays at 7 a.m., nap around 11, wake up around 1, play main campaign from 7 till 10, then relax until you guys load up. Mondays are Dang. D&D. That's, a go- that's what <laughs> that's we call a, a good day. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's better than my Mondays. Way better than my Monday. Good God. So, so I got eight or nine, ten hours of work in there, too. All right. Well, we are going to call it a night. I need to rest and take my tones tinkle time um i props to tone you just you just were here for three hours without going pee oh you weren't paying attention i did go once oh did you okay i i didn't catch <laughs> I it the text i got yeah the text. i got my i like my no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i legit have work off on mondays for its D date that's what we need to start doing just taking all mondays off every single monday there yeah. you go problem solved or tuesday and then we stay up late and play uh, yeah, but I tell you what, we get more followers and more people supporting us right there, and it becomes something like a full time. Yeah. yeah, right now we're at the most subs we've ever had, so that's yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. We we love you guys for that. Um, mm-hmm. Keep those followers up. If you don't follow us on YouTube, please go over and 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 uh, give us a follow. And until next time, we'll see you in the dungeon. Bye, guys. Take care, everybody. Talk
walking and where you've been walking, they call me the BBEG. I'm more than a little OP, I do what I want, stuff. That's a mantra. Keep them running and gunning like Contra. I'm a monster. I'm the big bad. Y'all must be the cast. I'm killing the master, villain, the blast. 